Listener note, the segment with Rev Coca had to be canceled due to scheduling errors, so the planned MMA segment with Rev Coca will now take place on this Friday's episode of the Top of the Mountain podcast. What's up, Benchwarmers? Welcome into episode 108 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryan. Once again, we are pulling a late-nighter, an all-nighter, post the Broncos' loss on Monday Night Football. It's a sad boy hour episode. Um, Marvin's, Marvin's room on repeat. We said that this week, this week, it's not funny, haha, it's funny, sad. So we, we talk all about college football, the upsets that happened there, look a little bit to the rankings and the week that's coming ahead in the NCAA. You will hear a segment, a special segment with Rev talking about the UFC because that was a, a shit show wow. cluster over the weekend. Um, <clears throat> and we also talk about week one of the NFL. I don't know if you all know, but week one of the NFL happened over the weekend as much as I wanted it to be hockey season or basketball season right now, it, it happened, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to smile through. We're going to fight through the pain, Jimmy. I know we don't want to talk about it, but we're, we're just going to act like week one didn't happen. It, it's yeah. the, our, our, our team's didn't play in the preseason, so we'll call that preseason week one. That's what right, we'll we, call it. We'll, we we'll call it that. Yeah. We'll call preseason that. week one. Uh, be sure to follow at FEOTV pod at variety underscore sports underscore. Check out the variety sports network. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, be on the lookout for all of the new stuff that we have coming out. We'll have plenty of content. NFL season always is a ramp up in content wise. Uh, so yeah, yeah unlike <clears throat> Scott Frost, we'll be here next week, even if we yeah. lose. So we're we're still chugging along. We may we may have a we 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 may get our ass kicked like CU did, and we may be beaten down and battered like Scott Frost. Well, my God, we'll be here. And we'll still fight through the bay. I forgot to tell you, I scheduled Georgia Southern for our next week opponent. So do you think we'll make it? Trap game, question mark? If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Um, hockey season smiling, starts Jimmy, I'm smiling through the pain. I'm dead. We're fine. You know, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I thought football oh, season was supposed to be fun. Back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. We're, we're, we're so excited. Yeah. I, if you follow us, which everybody should be at FUOTP Pod, I said we were about 15 minutes away from the most pessimistic podcast of all time. I'm going to try to make it as optimistic as possible uh, about everything else. That's about my everything else. Yeah. When we talk about these games, the Bengals game against the Steelers and the Broncos game against the Seahawks, I'm sure we'll get pretty pessimistic. But other than that, it was entertaining. It was good yeah. games for, oh, for the most part. Oh, there was great games. We had three game winning field goals. AFC South just sucks. 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock uh, hour. So, yeah. you know. The, the AFC South sucks, which is interesting. They they had no wins and tied each other. No yeah. wins and tied each that other. That fucked me in my Survivor League already. I, I lasted <laughs> to week 10 this year. I picked the Colts and it ties a loss. So, I said, everything's fine over here. We're doing good. Life yes. is good. It's so much fun. Aren't you glad you're here for episode 108 of the far end of the bench? I I know that we're not the only ones struggling fantasy football wise, betting wise, pick them wise, all of that stuff. So we are going to hopefully get through this together. We will have a little bit of an MMA news segment that I'm going to record with Rev tomorrow. So we'll get into all of that. Be sure to follow at FEOTB pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've been putting out the uh, top of the mountain episodes on that channel. You guys have been enjoying those i'll be better about getting the videos edited but 
we were cutting it close to our deadline date for variety sports last week. So a little bit behind the eight ball with the classes and teaching and now flag football starts. So I, go, yeah. Yeah, I go two a days at two a day football practices from, from now until next month. It's only like six weeks or something like yeah, that. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. <laughs> it's the wor- most wonderful time of the year. But we it's also said, now you all you all understand why we took that, not last week, but the week before off. Because we were both like, this is going to get crazy. Off, yeah. This is going to be a wild ride. If this week one of football or the NFL season is any depiction of how this season is going to go, it's going to be a long what is it, 21 weeks, 20 weeks, 21 weeks, something like I don't know. You should ask B- Baker Mayfield. He seems to know the schedule pretty well. Uh, before we tar- start getting into the games from week one, uh, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. Uh, follow at Variety underscore sports underscore. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel or if you follow them on your favorite podcasting platform, you can check out Talking the Gridiron, which is the live NFL show that uh, me and Darren from Fat Boy Fadeaway host on Sundays. And I think the Dynasty Delaware guys uh, on the Variety Sports Network are taking over Tuesday. So that'll be live Tuesday night and Sunday night. Yesterday, we recapped the games, kind of talked about the Seahawks-Broncos game. Um, I don't recall anybody thinking that that was how that game was going to go. So, uh, again, there's just player player players in preseason is like the main main point of emphasis that I can make. Be sure to subscribe to the Variety Sports Network. Check out the merch store, bonfire.com slash store slash variety dash sports dash network. You can get your Let's Ride, or excuse me, Ride or Die shirts and Return to the Jungle shirts because... Because we're dying this week and we are we are outside of the jungle. So the, uh, we need the that shirts support. are nice and soft. The shirts yeah. are really soft when you wear them and they can remind you of a better time when we all had hope and optimism and things were going to go well. Uh, all right, let's let's first update people. So we are tied in the pick'em. Funny enough, that's how things worked out. You picked Buffalo correctly, lost Cincinnati, lost Carolina, uh, the lost the Raiders, uh, won Tampa Bay, and then lost the Broncos. I lost the Rams, lost the Bengals, lost the Panthers, won the Chargers, won the Bucks, and lost the Broncos. So we are both two and four currently. After great one start, we are. Yeah. Maybe we should pick all sixteen again because my record <laughs> usually looked a lot better than this. <laughs> just padding the stats a little bit, just weakening the averages ever so slightly. Uh, Bulla is also 0 and 1. So the, goal- the worst beat of the week. Yeah. 31 to 7 in the fourth quarter, and we and and, and the, the Lions cover. I'm just, I mean, I, come on, man. Half Dan Campbell's point. still playing like they're 0 and 16 or something. Like, <sighs> this is going to, if they win one game, it'll be their entire season. That was, we can talk about that game that in team. particular, Fuck. too. That was, that was kind of crazy. Uh, but first, College football had, was was kind of wild, and I want to start. We had a little bit of a system last week, so we'll go college, recap, and a little bit of preview. I think there's a, a couple big games, not like last week where there was only really one, uh, and let's go directly to that game. Alabama goes to Texas. Uh, it's a wild stat, and I don't think that it has anything to do with it. Texas has not lost to Alabama when the Queen has when Queen Elizabeth has not been in power, no, and that streak came to an end on Saturday, but they had only ever lost to Alabama two other times, and that was before Queen Elizabeth II's reign. So it's been quite a while. Texas, give credit to them, and and now we know why Nick Saban – I don't think Nick Saban would be a fan of that expansion of the college football playoff. Because oh, think no, about this being not, no. being a, a first-round playoff matchup. Nick Saban hates going on the road outside of the SEC, and he almost paid a dear price for it against the Texas team, who we mentioned it last week, should not have held any of the jocks 
that, that were on Alabama's sideline. And we're talking about a Texas team that Quinn Ewers went up and down the field on Alabama in the first series, up and down, rolled you the first drive of the game. He gets injured. The backup quarterback keeps him in the game. I guess it's Alabama's offseason again, right? Like, like, like we joke about Alabama's week schedule and blah, 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 blah. When's the last time we've seen them play this good of an opponent on the road? It's been a while. It's been a very, very long time. The only good teams they ever play are, are either in their conference or it's in the SEC or national championship game where it's a neutral site, quote-unquote. So, yeah. funny how that works out. And, look, look, it's unfortunate Quinn Ewers got injured because I think, like I said, I think they could have won that game if Quinn Ewers was playing. I'm being honest with you. Surprising the they- how the last two Alabama versus Texas matchups, the quarterback for Texas has gone down with a shoulder injury. Just funny how that works out, right? Just it's ironic. Yeah. It's not funny, haha. It's just funny, sad. You know, funny, funny, sad. funny sad. Yeah, like, that's like, gonna be the that could be the subtitle of this episode. Not funny, haha, but funny, funny sad. sad. That's basically yeah, literally this whole episode. But yeah, like I said, if you're Bama, that's a wake up call. The SEC, you're on notice. I hate saying it. You're on hey, notice. Texas is technically an SEC team. I know, no, I know, but no, but like in general, you're on notice. Look what AM did. Look what Florida, Kentucky did. Oh, Georgia A&M. had a little bit of a scare. I mean, SEC sees 12 team playoff. Big Ten is licking their chops, licking their chops right now to get a shot at these, some of these teams on, at home. Because right now, if, te- if Alabama can't go play in the blistery heat of Texas, which, look, there's heat in Alabama, don't get me wrong, but Texas, heat hits you differently. Imagine go playing a snowball game up in Ann Arbor or up in up in Buckeye Stadium. Like, it's a, it's a different type of football other than that SEC bias we got over here. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Ann Arbor, do you think people in, in Appalachian State are more happy about that win against Texas A&M, or is people in Michigan more happy that Texas A&M has now become the next Power 5 school that Appalachian State upset? Now, it's not quite the same. Appalachian State's a damn good program ever since they won, beat Michigan, <laughs> game, yeah. moved themselves up in from, FC, from SC, FCS to the Division 1A level, and they're competing for Sunbelt Conference titles pretty much yearly, so... A little bit different of a situation. (laughs) However, Michigan was not – Michigan was ranked in the top 25. Michigan was not top six. They were not sixth. And also, you are – you have the backing of what everybody calls the greatest college football conference, and that's what you put out there. The number one recruiting in the country. Yeah. Here's the other thing, too. The $200 million head coach that you paid – that, that you stole from Florida State, <laughs> that was supposed to win you a national championship, and you never got into the Final Four. That that program, right? Yeah, yeah that team. Yeah, that that team. Um, Jimbo Fisher, apparently. So uh, I don't know if you've seen the Jake's Take podcast on the Variety Sports Network, but Jake was on the show last night, and we asked him slightly because he's a he's an Alabama fan, and his show covers a lot of the southern southern sports, and he focuses a lot on college football. He says Jimbo Fisher is the most hated coach in that entire region oh, of the country. I, I, there is not a person from Florida until you get to College Station, Texas, that has any love left for Jimbo Fisher and the entire southern portion of the country outside of one small town in Texas was celebrating the fact that Appalachian State, the Mountaineers, once again, go into a power five opponent and beat them on their home turf and beat them pretty soundly. 
pretty soundly. And, it, they, and, it's, and it's pretty funny. I don't know if you saw the videos out of the 12th man rally out of Texas A&M the day before, but I, those came across my timeline. And we're talking about some pep rally students saying Appalachian State, I don't even know where that is. And Appalachian isn't even a state. And then say these kids don't have any brain cells and the brain cells they do have left will be knocked out by our defense. It was it was some cringeworthy stuff that I'm like, oh, you guys are idiots. You're about to ruin one of the best, not one of the best, but one of one of the longest standing traditions in college football with the 12th man's by idiots, by being idiots. And, and, and think about this. Texas A&M has two more years of relevance, Jimmy. Not even. This year next year. Because after that, you're not even the, the, the SEC school in Texas anymore. They're you're the not. only team in the SEC that was voting for Texas and Oklahoma not to join. And you know why? Because they finally had some sort of upper hand in recruiting. And once Texas and Oklahoma moved to the SEC, it's gone. That, that recruiting edge disappears that quickly. Unless oh, they have the boosters quickly. that's going to start lining up the NIL deals and, and figure out some sort of way to pay, the, pay top players, Texas A&M is not going to have – Texas A&M is going to go back to what they were in the Big 12, where they're solid, they, they're competitive, but they're the little brother to Texas. And little brother, little brother to Oklahoma, brother to Alabama. They have a list of teams. Like, it's, uh, they, they, like I said, they, they have their window, right? They've had their window. Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, right? Um, yeah. Kellen Mond was, was, was a big-time player for them two years ago. I mean, they had their window. So, and, and it seems like every single year, come come the college football playoff, we always talk about, well, A&M's right there. They only lost one game, right? They only lost to Alabama because they can't get in the SEC championship because they lose to Alabama. This, that, and the other thing. As far as I'm concerned, your window, because you could not beat one team, is vanished. Absolutely vanished. It's not, it's not in good standings. And – they were a team that a lot of people were saying should have been moved up higher and could have been talked about as deserving to be in front of Clemson if they got a win and won convinc- convincingly. Talk about, uh, yeah, talk about a team that needs to start their backup quarterback. <laughs> DJ, DJ Uyagalele is not getting it done for you. Hey, no. here's the thing. Here's one thing I will say about that Bronco game. Uh, you pronounce names better than Joe Buck. I know. That was he would say it differently it four every different time. Times. Five Ugabuga. times. Just Albert Ugabuga. That's what you can call him. Um, let's talk about a team who we gave a pat on the back to last week, and then they turned around and spat in our face. And that's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh, man. Marshall. What's going on there? This ain't, this isn't is Randy Moss. McConaughey, Coach Marshall? Yeah, this ain't Randy Moss and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> what the hell? Out of home, too. We were like, man, this team, you know, this 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 program's on the right. That's track. a moral loss, you know. They're they're gonna bounce back from this. Nope. Nope. Oh and two. You o paid Marshall and two. You, you paid Marshall two and a half million dollars to come play you. Yeah, and where's that? Said, where's that video? Who, the Georgia Southern coach tell bring me my money. Bring me my money. Georgia Southern, another program that was like, bring me my money <laughs> again yeah. this week with the uh, or was it Georgia State that beat Nebraska? We'll talk about that here in a moment. But, you know, <laughs> either, either, hey, Scott way, Frost finally got fired. About about damn time. But yeah, yeah. talk about poor Notre Dame. I was like, man, this team looks they look tough. Like they they compete with the half state. It's the biggest letdown I've ever seen. Right? Marshall it's, came in and okay. handled the second half of the football. Notre mm-hmm. Dame had was up, I think it was like ten to seven or ten oh at the end of the first or something 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 like it that. It was seven zero. And then 7-0. they were down nine seven going into halftime. And that was the they were only up, I think, one time. Two times, maybe. They have one lead in the fourth quarter, and they had one lead prior to that. 
they had a lead in the second quarter. That was they it. just weren't ready. It was it was what we call a trap game in the NFL. Yeah. Literally the biggest trap game in the NFL. I don't know who Notre Dame has this week. Or if they're on a bye week or whatever, but it was the biggest. Oh, this isn't Ohio State, so I guess we can show up and beat them. No, the college football is different like that. I'm sorry, you cannot just show up on Saturday and think you can beat anybody. That's why I'm such a component of why college basketball is so great because any second of the March Madness tournament, anybody can be anybody. You don't think a school at Texas AM is going to get their shit wrecked by Cincinnati, possibly on a weird year going up to Cincinnati? Oh, hell yeah. You don't you don't think the likes of the schools of of, of Florida or Georgia or Kentucky want to go face a, a Michigan State? No, like you you face teams out of conference. This this twelve team playoff is going to force teams like Alabama to go play out of conference schedule games against Power Five schools. It's going to force A and M to play a tougher schedule. It's going to force these schools to be like you can't just cakewalk anymore. This is this this is a doggy dog world. And unless you think you can run the SEC and you're going to get a number one seed, it's not going to be anything in the long run because you're going to have to go on the road to a grittier school that is going to want some of you. Yeah, they're, they're going to want some of you. Looking up and down this entire, because normally ESPN just defaults to the top 25 board, and I've moved it out so I can see it was Georgia Southern who beat Nebraska, not Georgia State. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska 45-42. Scott Frost did get fired. But going up and down, like if you're not a, a huge college football fan, you would be like hard-pressed to understand the level of some of these upsets. Weber's, Weber State, who is, I believe – school of Damian Lillard, basically. That's the only yeah. reason people know the school. D1 AA in football. They beat Utah State 35-7. to Utah State's the defending Mountain West champs. Um, there's Florida Atlantic. No. There's a lot. So, Holy Southern, Cross upset Southern, Buffalo. Holy Cross so, is another D1 AA school. So, that, Southern Miss was up at halftime against Miami. Miami ended up winning the game. My, my team, obviously. But Miami <laughs> ended up coming winning. But, but they, Kansas is 2-0. Kansas is undefeated. Hey, West Virginia. Football program? They, do they know what football is? It's fun. Uh, and, and I know I want to get talking about this game. But it is funny, you know, how Kansas is 2-0 and CU is so 0-2. Oh, you're going you mean, to talk about the CU game? Let's, Do you let, really let, want to get into it? Uh, let's let's dig deep because honestly, like like you're not a fan of them. I'm kind of obligatory fan of them because my brothers went there. Like it's a, it's. I mean, this is as low. The only as good thing you can say about CU football right now is that Colorado State is in just as bad a position because they got whooped by Middle Tennessee of all teams this past weekend yeah, at home like, in Fort Collins. Air Force is the only good program of football in the state yes. of Colorado right now. D1, obviously. Obviously, D1. I'm saying D1. But Air Force, man, Troy Calhoun up there has done a hell of a job. Absolutely hell of a job. And talk about a guy. If you're Nebraska, if you're CU, if you're, if you're the big school, school, you fucking find this guy and you go try to recruit him. The only thing they, they have going against him is that he's an Air Force guy. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be a lifer there. And, man, what the job he's done – look, eight, the Army-Navy game is one of the best games every single year. But you cannot tell me Army or Navy is better than Air Force at this point in the past five years at minimum. I, I'm taking what this Air Force team has done the past, the past five, six, seven years over what Army and Navy has done. Like, look, look, no one has done better running the ball. No one has schemed better defensively than what this Air Force team does. They're the most successful team. It's funny, though, that they don't win the Commander-in-Chief trophy every year. 
because they're because they're, for whatever reason they don't get in. They can't. Like, well, they can't play against their own their own offense. When somebody else plays the option offense against them, they lose all of their discipline. They're the most disciplined team every other week. But then the Army Air Air Force plays Army, and they forget how to cover the pitch. And they play Navy, and they forget about the fullback dive. It, the service academies just. It's one of the harder trophies in college football to yeah, win, really honestly. Uh, Nico, ask me how many rushing yards the Air Force had. Oh, my God. I want to say it was like – I want to say 315. Oh, come on. 435, Four? big guy. 435. 435. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tweeted this out. CU was a 17-and-a-half dog. Against yes. a school that doesn't throw the ball. Which means, which means for you people who don't watch football or don't know anything about football, which means the clock runs. The clock runs. I don't care if you run three plays a minute. The clock fucking runs. And <laughs> it was, it's, it's so. You know, just, so. What, what, what got me was that CU won the opening toss. They got the ball. Literally 10 seconds later, pick six, fumble, or whatever it was. I didn't watch it. Air Force gets on the board 7-0. It was literally like that. Have it, you uh, – you've seen I, Little Giants, right? I have not seen that in so they're, long. So. They're at the coin toss, and what do you want to do here? You want, it, you want the ball? We kick off to you. We take it from you. Then we ram it down your throat. Or do you want to kick it off to us? Because we'll take the ball. We'll ram it down your throat. Throw, throw, Either yeah. way you want this to go, I really don't care. Just pick with pick a side at this point. Um, at, at, this, at this point, like, see you. Uh, man, like, like I said, I, I – You got to consider moving to point, the big you and I, you, we, you and I could get recruited to play there if, out of high school. Like, like this, this program at this point, you lose, you lose so many players. You lose guys to, to transferring. You lose guys to, to just – you lose your head coach, for fuck's sake, that's sitting in a – that's sitting at the top or near the top of the Big Ten and Michigan State and Mel Tucker, who's one of the most revered coaches in college football right now. I mean, it is, it is as bad as you can get. Like, like I'm talking about, like – this like, like like look Nebraska's low, <laughs> Nebraska is low, but but at this point like like CU, Nebraska's at least playing like serviceable teams. Air Force is a serviceable team. Don't get me wrong, but but like but like I I don't see see you winning a game this year. Look at their schedule, Jimmy. Uh, like like like, like can here. you find me a game where I'm like oh they got a chance? I uh, don't. Uh, do I they play don't Northern see- Colorado? <laughs> maybe, maybe they should have scheduled. Should. If they didn't play Northern Colorado, get Northern on the Northern Colorado on the schedule. A that's um, the let's only, see. The only one. Like cause they like, they don't play them, so they're scheduled the rest of the way at Minnesota. No, they're the, you, you, know the, you know what that line is right now, Jimmy? I not not twenty four and a half. Twenty four and a half. <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> uh, Minnesota, who's really... like the yeah the bottom half of the Big Ten, twenty four point dog Like like like, look, they're gonna use against lose against UCLA. Arizona will lose to Cal, maybe I guess. I don't know. Oregon State, no. Arizona State, maybe. Oregon, no. USC, hell no. Washington, hell no. Utah, whoops your ass at the end of the year. So maybe, maybe you get Arizona State, or maybe you get Cal, uh, Cal, or University of California. And yeah. Athlete. Your best shots are Arizona, Cal, and Arizona State. And Arizona looks pretty – I would only say Arizona just based on the recent history. U of A hasn't been great, but this season they look totally different. So uh, you're, you're not wrong in your, in your summarization I I that they was. could – 
Yeah, they could end up losing out. And then if look over, let's just for, for shits and giggles, let's look over at Air Force's side of things because now they're going to get into their Mountain West schedule. Air, Air, Force, play. Air Force, year in, year out, gets a good bowl game. Yeah. And they are always hovering around the top 25. They may they, not be the yeah. top of top, but they're always hovering around there. And usually at the end of the year, the last poll of the year, Air Force is up there, at least right. at like 24, 23 range. And that is as good as you can get every single year from Air Force. And, and that's all they want. Because like and I said, they're is, not playing football. They don't go to that school and play football, right? Yeah. They don't. They go to the school to learn how to fly jets, and, and football just happens on the side. Uh, they, this is their best year to probably win the, the Mountain West. Boise is always their biggest competition. So if they can beat Boise, I believe that's uh, they're going to be at home against Boise this year is what I just saw. They'll be on the road against Army. That might be a little bit of a challenge, especially because that's closer to December. Um, but they could win. This is probably one of the better Air Force teams that we've seen. And they put on a clinic on Saturday. Um, hopefully, hopefully the people Absolutely from Boulder didn't make that drive out there because you would have had to deal with oh, the construction on, on 36. You would have to deal with the construction on I-25 near the academy, and then you would have had to sit through three, three hours of rain. Of yeah. pouring cold rain. It was not pleasant. Not that's, pleasant that's for sure. at all. My, my little fifth graders had no idea what to do when it got cold and the rain started falling. It was like, what? And apparently CU did the same thing. CU turtled just as badly as, as any of the any of the people that I had to coach over the weekend. Um, <clears throat> what was the other? Is there any Nebraska, other major? Nebraska. I, I mean, Scott Frost. Like, talk, this poor guy. Talk about holding on too, too long. Good for Nebraska fans, honestly. Yeah, like, you you held out. You, you, you hold out, held out hope for every single year. I remember seeing, the, seeing their articles being like, this is going to set Nebraska to return to glory four years ago when or two, three years ago when you signed Scott Frost. I, and it just shows, right? Like, guys that come back to their alma maters that they played at don't always work out. It just doesn't. And especially in this case, Scott Frost was, was revered at UCF. Revered. Everybody wanted to look at him. Texas A&M wanted to look at him before they got Jimbo. I mean, you go down the list of names that, of people that want Scott Frost, and he goes back to his own matter, and he loses the fucking Georgia Southern or State or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, like, Georgia what, Southern, yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. If it ain't the Georgia Bulldogs, you should not be losing to them, right? Like, yeah. like, 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 you make I, a point. Make like, 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 this, like this Nebraska team, you go to the Big Ten with the hopes of you recruit literally the central region of Colorado and that area around Texas for the Big Ten, right? You're, you're one of the southernmost uh, um, Big Ten schools. You can recruit Texas. You can recruit all those states to come play for you. And you cannot even sniff Rutgers strap, jock strap. Like, 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 like. I am, oh, yeah. I am just in awe. I am just in awe. Like I said, that that CU game. Two or three years ago, when C went there and beat them, it surprised me how much both these programs from that point on have just been like, nope, I, nope, I'm, we don't play football anymore. Yes, like, like I, I was a bad that. CU team, and Nebraska had a lead early on and should have been able to put that game away. That was the story of Scott Frost's entire coaching tenure: is that and he this, never got his guys to finish. And this is this is this could not be a worse time that to to to, to be in a point where. I am on the. I am just a terrible team in a big conference, right? Not a worse time. Yeah. If you're CU, why the fuck would the Big Ten want you? Why Go the, the Mountain West? Twelve wants you. Why Go to the, the Big Sky. The They'll West? take you. 
You go down the list of names. If you're Nebraska, why would the Big Ten keep you? Why? Why would they not just go get Utah? Why Why would they not go get the likes of BYU, who who, who had a big win against Baylor? I mean, like, you could go down the list of teams that, that, that Nebraska would be like, please keep us. We're Nebraska. We like corn. We have that one rivalry game every year against Iowa. Like, come on. Here Guys, the end like, stands on. for knowledge, right? The end stands for knowledge. Um, here's Here's the crazy part to me. Casey Thompson, the quarterback for Nebraska, was 23 of 34, 318 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. They had 257 yards of, of ground, ground attack. Anthony Grant finishes with 138 yards on 27 carries, five total rushing touchdowns, yet you still lose 45-42. So that's what, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You, there's something – You let up that many points, There's something always off with Scott Frost. Either they can't score and they're really close – that way, because, hey, when they can't score, their offense can't score, their defense shows out. And then when they can, the defense is absolute wet garbage, and it ends up working in the other way. But they're always close. But I think Nebraska, you finally made the step saying, like, hey, if we're Nebraska and we want to be what we, we we tell everybody, good can't be – close can't be good enough. Close enough to winning can't be good enough. You have to start winning some of these games. And Scott Frost – you cannot – he's going to make some sort of excuse. I'm sure that he already did his, his exit press conference. You had every opportunity, and you had more opportunities than anybody ever in the history of college football head coaching is going to have to hold on to a job that you should have been fired after the first year. You really should have been. You say – let's say first year you should have been on the hot seat, and then you come out and you start 0-2 or, or 0-3, 1-2 the next season – that should have been the year that they fired his ass. Yeah. He should have been fired on the spot there. Shouldn't have been able to get on the plane, plane ride home from wherever week four was in his second year. And it's drug out this far. You've consistently gotten closer, worse. but also worse. Like record-wise, you're worse, but you're also closer to winning, quote. You, you could <clears throat> The argument that Scott Frost may have would be like, well, I didn't have my players the first two years. Well, the second two years, you were worse than the first two years. If anything, Bo Pelini did you a favor and at least made you halfway relevant the first two years to a point where now you were the laughing stock of college football. Yeah. The laughing stock of college football. And if it wasn't for the other cornbread team up there that's a state above you that doesn't know how to play offense either, it would be you have you would have the worst offense in college football. Like like, like, like Scott Frost would just be uh, like I said, Scott Frost is probably already the associate head coach at Alabama at this point. They probably already brought him on, <laughs> and, yeah. and he'll get another head coaching job at some random school in two or three years, but he'll go join Alabama just like every other forgotten head coach does. It sounds strangely familiar to the, um, oh, my goodness, Lane Kiffin, the Lane Kiffin story. Yeah, be really bad one year and get, get fired and have some football rehab uh, in Tuscaloosa with Saban. Let's look ahead to, to some of the week three matchups. There is a couple, there are a couple, I should use proper grammar, especially if I'm going to be teaching the youth of America. There are a couple top 25 matchups and it happens to involve your hurricanes going to college station to take on Texas A&M. A&M's favored by five and a half. The over under is set at 48 and a half. Uh, are you, so as the, as a resident Miami fan, yeah, I know, have I'm you been watching? What, what yes, can you tell us about that. the hurricanes? Look, this this guy Tyler Van Dyke can sling the rock. Unfortunate name. 
I know, very, very, very unfortunate name. But, man, this dude can sling the rock. He, he is air apparent with throwing the football. But, man, this Miami team flies on defense. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we are – I'm seeing 2001 Miami Hurricane football where, they, where the team is just all over the field. But Mario Cristobal has this defense – Running, and I mean running. We are we we no more turnover chain. We're they're, they're not they're not celebrating turnovers. They're not anymore. flashy. They're not flashy. They're expecting that to happen. The years past with Miami, they were like they were losing their mind over one little turnover, and then their offense would give the ball right back to them. Now their swag felt so fake the last few it was, years. It was so fake. Yeah. And now, oh, look, they played two bad teams. Don't get me wrong. This is their first test. This is their first test. So we'll see what that happens. But I am going to take them to cover. I will. After what Texas A&M did to Appalachian State, and Appalachian State is a good program. Don't get me wrong. But I think Miami is a much better football team than, 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 than Appalachian State. And I think yeah. they cover. I don't know if they win. I think going into College Station will be very, very tough. Um, but like I said, Appalachian State did it. Why can't you? Why can't you? So key players, Tyler Van Dyke, obviously, what he does with the football, like like he he that first half against Southern Miss, he was just throwing air apparent balls. He was just it was basically throwing ducks up to to to, to shooters out there, like to, to the shotguns. Mm-hmm. It was not pretty. And that second half, he dialed in, and that defense just flies. Like I said, it just flies. That's exactly what you want if you're Miami. Texas A&M team that thinks that they're just going to come in and beat you, and you just come in with a chip on your shoulder being like, you know what, let's just play quick football and play hard-nosed football. And that's exactly how you won national championships as a program, right? Yeah. So, so like I said, I'm picking them to cover as a bandwagon fan on the show. So I am picking them to cover. It's all about the you. I probably will throw, throw money – on their money line, just because I had a tough week of betting this week, so gotta make some money back. Yeah, yeah, I gotta make some money back somehow. I'm trying. Did to you bet on Jemayev to be seven and a half pounds overweight? Oh my god! There should have been a prop for that. Tiramisu. It's tiramisu part two. Oh, he eating dinner out on the night before. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I Did he get heavier that, after he had the hour and a half to make weight? Probably got so somehow he got heavier. That doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> my thing with Miami. I almost think that it's a bad thing Appalachian State beat Texas A&M because yeah, you're not going to be able to get the mental laps against you. So I think Texas A&M will be in a little bit better spirits. But this also, this could be the first prove-it game of the season for the Hurricanes because Mario Cristobal, if you are going to be the guy that turns your alma mater around, don't turn into Scott Frost 2.0. I'm knocking on wood for you there, big guy, because you're a former offensive lineman. I'm, I'm going to call you big guy. Take care of business. Go to uh, Kyle Field in College Station, Texas, and make sure that you guys know to take care of business. If you do that, I agree with you. They should cover a five and a half spread. Five and a half seems a little bit steep when After the team that you're giving, yeah, week, you're right? giving almost six yeah. points to a team that just lost to Appalachian State at home. So, handedly too, yeah, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not touching that line at all for Texas A&M side. I am writing the, the Miami cover side 100. Here's one that I think might be a little bit interesting, especially after what they were able to do last week. BYU going to Oregon, number 12 going to number 25. Oregon is a three and a half point favor. That's basically just because of the home field advantage. The over under is 57 and a half. This one screams. 57 and a half? I'm sorry. 57 hold and on, a half. Hold yeah. on. Let me get up my sports book real quick and hammer that over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. BYU versus a Pac 12 school. <laughs> why, is it, why is it under 60? That doesn't make any sense. That should be set at 62. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. That'll like, make your money back. That should you make see some how many points BYU or BYU put up last week? 
and then against Baylor, did you see how many points that Oregon lost against Georgia the other day or the week one? Yeah. I mean, 57 and a half. Any it's a little, it's generous. It's a generous number. Also, they bumped up nine. BYU bumped up nine spots with that win over Baylor. They went all the way up That's from 20, 21 to 12. So they, they bumped up quite a bit. I forgot who they beat week one, but I think they beat another ranked team week one too. Like that's that's two good wins. Like like that's like I said, I, I don't mind. They're good for them. Like I said BYU Utah is, at the end of the year is going to be a hell of a game. Southern Florida. It was Southern mind, Florida week one. Baylor <laughs> week two. That was number nine at home. And that's the other thing too. It was in BYU. So yes, it's very impressive, but you did have home field advantage, and now you're going on the road in a hostile environment. Um, I, as hostile as that's. It's so hard to talk about these. It's so hard, it's so hard to talk about these Pac-12 schools. You're going into the hostile environment of Eugene, Oregon, um, yeah, with all the hippies. Hey, watch out! They're gonna throw the granola at you. Okay, somebody's somebody's yeah, uh, bow shoe slippers walk. might might fall off on the field. You could roll an ankle there, bud. That's gonna be a lawsuit from my dad if you you get catch my drift here. <clears throat> I don't know. Are you thinking BYU get covers right. the three and a half? Ah, uh, yeah, three and a half. With, with like I said, I don't think Oregon whoops these guys. Three and a half means that Oregon could win by a field goal. Give me a field goal. I could see it happening. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could. I definitely, definitely could see it happening. I mean, we've seen crazier things. Kansas won by 13 points in, in uh, um, college football overtime. So, like I said, weird things happen. I think three and a half is more than fine. Yeah. Um, Tennessee got a big... It does worry me on the road, but I do think Oregon is still reeling from losing Chris Wolf. Yeah, I, I think that they're they're trying to find their identity. They haven't been able to do that. Uh, Tennessee, just wanted to mention them. Tennessee, Michigan State, NC State, all big wins, all 2-0, and and moved up quite a bit in the rankings. Uh, Tennessee took down Pitt, so congrats on that first, on that week one win, Pitt. But, hey, you got to put more than just one together. So Tennessee moved up to 15. They're up. They're also up nine spots. NC State moved up two spots. And uh, who is the other one that I just – uh, Michigan State. Michigan State moved up four, so they went from 15 to 11. So all those schools seem to be on the correct trajectory, and it's interesting. Michigan State plays Washington. That's going to be that's, probably that's a good game. That's one not, of the that's, bigger games. That's the that's the uh, afternoon ABC game. So that's getting some media attention that, as well. That's a very good game. Washington is a good good program. Very Washington's favorite minus three and a half. That's uh, that's 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 tricky. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, are we in Washington? In Washington, yep. Michigan State's going on the road as the as the top fifteen school, number eleven. Going I, I'm, on the road. I'm probably going to hedge here and probably go Michigan State because I Big Ten team on the road against a Pac-12 team. I mean, we saw what the Pac-12 did against literally the biggest names in football. Yeah, Oregon laid a duck, Utah laid a duck. I mean, if the trends are trending that way, I am taking Michigan State money line as much as I hate Mel Tucker for no reason because I'm not a CU fan anymore. I'm a Miami fan. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, if, if, if I'm a smart man, I'm betting Michigan State money line. I, I don't care that Washington put together two good games. I'm taking that Big Ten team on the road in, in um, unpacked 12 country. Absolutely. Here's you want to know what I want to know. Why is Texas up into the top twenty-five? Because they lose at they lose at home against Alabama by a point. Loss, I, guess. I get that it's a respectable yeah. loss, but they are ranked higher than Penn State, who is two and zero right now. I, I Penn State beat a conference opponent in Week One in Purdue, 
and they are ranked below Texas, who is one and one. And I can't, I'm trying to think of who did Texas beat week one? Who did the Longhorns? Oh, Louisiana Monroe. Good program. Not terrible. No, 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 no. That's the other Louisiana. Oh, the so Raging the Cajuns box. are the other one. ULM, I don't even know the oh, mascot. No, no, no. I, thought, I yeah. thought that was the Raging Cajuns. No, nope, the, the, the Raging Cajuns is a Louisiana Lafayette, not a ULM. Yeah, no, never mind. Never mind. There. But no, yeah, I, uh, it make no, makes no sense. Makes look, if Quinn Ewers plays and the whole season, I think it's warranted. I, I think you be you, you go you play the number one team in the country like that with Quinn Ewers, you possibly almost win. I think you deserve that. I don't think you deserve to be above Penn State. I think you deserve to be 25. I don't think you should be above Texas A&M either. But there you are, and you lucked out the luck of the draw. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying Texas is back. Let's let's make this very, very clear. <laughs> but if Quinn Ewers comes back from this elbow injury, say week seven, and Texas can hold it together like like each week and, and, and be able to at least win out until then, I think they can win the Big 12. I, I do. Like I think they ha- I, I think they could. Oklahoma without Lincoln Riley, without Caleb Williams, they don't look great and they haven't played anybody yet. So that's where I'm interested with Oklahoma, but come the Red River rivalry, if Quinn Ewers is playing, maybe Texas is back. We're <laughs> maybe. back. Maybe. I mean I, I <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say with this Texas team. With this, I can't remember the, the herd. Is it his name? Not it's not Jalen Hurd. What's his name? For uh, like Texas backup quarterback that came in. Oh, I have no I clue. Know. I, I didn't he watch played the very well. He pl- he played very well, but Quinny Ewers, like I said, Quinny Ewers was balling. So if Quinny Ewers is able to come back, like I said, Texas has a I'm not gonna say a shot at the big at the top four, they have a shot at winning the Big Twelve and at least having some respectability and having having a New Year's six game. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I wasn't watching the Texas game. I was driving the two hours down to Pueblo to sit in the rain for three hours to watch Dom play. Um, speaking of which, you can listen to my D2 RMAC football podcast on Fridays, Top of the Mountain, with a uh, recurring guest, the guy that you will hear a little bit later on in this episode, Rev Coca. We have uh, new episodes every Friday, and we talk all about RMAC football. So that was what I was doing during the slate of college football games. Then I got up early Sunday morning to drive home because I was so excited. It was like Christmas morning. And God, how quickly everything can change. How quickly everything can change. Before we get into the recap of week one of the NFL season, unfortunately, I want to mention that we're not unfortunate for this. We are fortunately partnered with Rowan Brand at the Cool Stub on Twitter. You go to rowanbrand.com, you use 15 you get 15% off anytime you use code VSP15 in the art gallery, VSP15 and you get 15% off your order from rowanbrand.com, proud uh sponsor of the Variety Sports Network and this podcast Far Into the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryan. <clears throat> I I know that you don't want to start with this game, but I say we work. We go to Broncos game, and then we'll work in chronological order. So we'll start Monday night football, and then we'll go to Thursday night football and, and work our way through through there. Is that fair that's, enough? That's fine. That's fine. All right. Here, here's what I want to know, because I, I didn't get to watch the first half. I was coaching. I had two days of practice. I'm coaching flag football at the middle school, and then I was coaching my little guys. So I didn't watch the first half. I checked the score after practice, and it was when it was 17-10 at halftime. 17-13. 17-13 at halftime. In the first half, what was – are you are you on my side that you need to play your starters yes, at least a portion of, of the at preseason? At least a series. 
yeah. at least give him a series. That I was think, awful all night. Yeah. The operation time for the Broncos was awful all night. And here's the other thing. I, I, I picked this up during the, the shitty-ass Bengals game that we'll talk about here in a second, too. The NFL has changed how they're going to call the delay of game penalties. If the quarterback just shows that they're about to snap it, it can hit double zero and it can stay double zero for like half a second and they won't throw the flag. And the Broncos consistently, consistently broke the huddle with 10 seconds left. And in this Nathaniel Hackett offense, which has all of the motions and formations and shifts, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or you're going to put yourself behind the chains. And they were, they were behind the chains all night. That was ridiculous. Let me, let me be honest with you. When the ball was in play, the Broncos offense looked so much better than last year. So much better. Up until you got to the two-yard line. Up until you got to the – within the five-yard line. <laughs> Literally. It, it, is, it is what I saw in the Bengals game last year. It's what I saw in the Chiefs game last year. You were driving, about to go up a score on the, on the Super Bowl. Oh, that, that Javante Williams play was a, a mirror the, the image Melvin of Melvin Gordon getting lit up off of, off of a Noah Fant block. That yeah. play happened. And then Except I, this uh, time it was Graham Glasgow. Exactly, Graham Glasgow, where your guards don't do shit, and you don't even have your starting right tackle in the game. It's, it, it, and I mean, <laughs> look, look, the first time everyone was like, why the hell did Javante not get the ball? Okay, well, you give it to him the second time, he fumbles the ball. And as it, far as, as, it, far as it's I'm not as much his fault, on it's not way. his fault. It's not his it, fault. Melvin's fumble blown, was far worse. Your guard gets blown back two yards in the backfield, you're gonna have no shot. At running the ball. The next thing, though, it doesn't matter if your guard gets blown back two two yards. If you fucking get under center, if you get under center and QB sneak that shit, Jimmy, you know better than anyone. The QB sneak on the one yard line. If you have, if you have, look at me. If you're on the one yard line and it's second and goal, at least one time you QB sneak it. I don't think they get it. One. I don't. I don't don't know if they do, but, but but at least with Russ, you put the ball in his hands. Right? Didn't he, he's, the, he's, that's the crazy thing, too. They didn't put the ball in his hands a single time tonight. They took the ball out of his hands. When they did, you had the Judy play. When they did, you yeah. had the Southern Pays down Judy's the, the reason why we lost. So the, the, the offense, he, he is not the reason why we lost. Stop with that. No, he is not the reason why we lost. Yeah, if we had the, we, if, if Cortland Sutton goes off, if Cortland Sutton was the number one target tonight, we beat, we win our fantasy football matchup. Oh, oh, you're talking about fantasy yeah. football. Yeah. Talking, uh, our fantasy – when Broncos. I say we lost, as in I, our fantasy I football was like, what the, I was like, he did not no. lose the Broncos. Jerry Judy did not lose the Broncos that game. Thank, Jerry Judy for, was actually very, very commendable. That. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Either way, Jerry Judy had a hell of a game. And yeah. like I said, you, you have, your offensive line is the biggest question. It absolutely is. Dalton Reiser got his ass kicked on the inside by Cushenberry gets his ass kicked contentiously. When you rotated Grant Glasgow and Miners in the game, and both of them had Shelby Harris ate both of them up for lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Not and even Shelby Harris, too. That Noah Adam, the I can't even either way, I don't even know his name. It was the the 330-pound nose guard, that's my thing. That's why I don't think you get in on a quarterback sneak because the 330-pound nose guard is going to take Cushenberry and Glasgow and smash Russell Wilson in between in between the I, two of them. I, I'm, I'm aware of that, but when, when you when, at the same time, like – Oh, it's the best. It's the number one play call. Up. You, yeah. don't go, you don't ride the center's ass all the time. You can go off to the right. You can go off to the left if, if, if the nose tackle makes a mistake and picks a side. Yeah. Like that's, no, you're, that's here's the thing. I don't it's care the that best, look, it's the best it, play to run schematically in that situation. 
if you have three tries to get uh, get in, because look, they went for a fourth down twice on the one yard line. They did. If you have three tries to get it, you one of those has to be it. Has to. You mm-hmm. don't line up in the shotgun. You don't. You 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 not, you, not all you three don't. plays in a row. Not three plays in a row, you don't. I don't care if Russell Whistler is the god, but you took the ball out of his hands. You did. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and, and look, when Russell Wilson had the ball in his hands, he had a hell of a night. He did not turn the ball over. He, he made smart plays that, with the ball with that. He did not do anything stupid. Outside of one pass that bounced off Jamal Adams' helmet, he had a good game. It was the incapability of you getting finishing off in the red zone. And the fact that you have 11 penalties on defense alone. We're talking over, about we're, over 150 yards. 150 yards. You're not going to win any football games at all. The Broncos had a chance to win that game today or on Monday, and they should not have should not have been in that game at all. Yeah. At all. That's why I'm a little more optimistic than I should be because this team shot itself in the foot. Don't get me wrong. Good for Geno Smith. I'm happy for him. I am. I'm happy that he gets a shot because look, he is far better quarterback than Drew Locke was. It was never a competition, obviously. He's so better than Teddy. Him. He's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Better, too. He's better than Teddy Bridgewater too. So I'm happy for him. I hope he does good. Last time yeah. we'll ever see the Seahawks, probably for a while. But good for him. Whatever. So you get to a point where okay, fine. Russell Wilson. I'm gonna. I, we pay you $260 million, right? You have a min- you have two minutes on the clock, two minutes and tw- thir- 15 seconds. You have the ball on your 30-yard line, right? You run the ball a few times, good. Javante gets some yards, that's fine. You have a little dump, a few dump-offs. Jerry Judy misses a third down drop. Luckily, you get the fourth down call, and you get the first down. You have a few plays here and there, and then 64 yards. You like you don't even Not try. in Colorado. Not like, in like, Colorado. Like, like, First of all, McManus would have hit that if it was two inches to the right. He had the leg for it. We know he has the leg for it. Even not even it wasn't short. No, no, it was off. So, yeah. so it, it's not like he doesn't have leg for it. But, but when you play, if, like I said, if you have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, if you have Drew Lockett quarterback, you make you do that kick. If you're facing Russell Wilson, you do that kick. But you have a guy that that that, is, that has a chance to go down and make a field goal a little bit easier for your kicker that has done really well throughout his whole career that doesn't miss a lot of field goals unless they're super long and, and, and you can get this up to the forty yard line you take the ball of his hands like like I said Hackett Hackett has has things to improve on and, and and if I'm being honest with you like I said you did this defense as shitty as it was in the first half. Didn't let up a single point in the second half. Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb were horrendous in the first half. They mm-hmm. showed up in the second half. That's exactly Bradley Chubb what, with two sacks in, in the second half. And Gregory had that strip fumble on DK Metcalf. Yep. Hell yep. of a second half of your defense. Exactly what you wanted. If your offense can't punch the ball in on the one yard line twice and you fumble, you're not going to win football games. Plan simple. Plan simple. Yes, oh. is this game going to come back and bite you? And that's it. Probably won't. It probably will. But, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm not pressing the panic button like some people are. I Look, look, this is – There's going to be a lot. This is a reality check. We're recording check. this Monday night and it's, tomorrow. It's a re, it's a, everybody's going to lose their mind. This is a reality check. Yeah. You cannot show up and beat anybody. This is the National Football League. I don't care what you did last year and how close you were to making the wild card in week 16 last year. I don't care about that. It doesn't matter that you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback. You still have to play football. You still have to call the right plays. You still have to do the right things. You still have to make the right decisions in the head game, too, to win football games. And that's National Football League. It's why it's oh. one of the most competitive leagues of all sports. And yeah. I, it sucks that we lost. And, I'm, and I was very mad. I lost a lot of money betting on it. 
playing. But at the same what was your reaction like, to the timeouts at the end of the game? That's what I think. A I, lot that, of us are I hate about. that. You know, I hate that. You you know that I. That hate was that. so petty, and you, you didn't, know that there was no that. hiding it either. There was yes. Yeah, Troy uh, Joe Buck tried to say, "Well, I guess they're going to use the timeouts with it, which is, it's within his rights to do so." Hoping for a at miracle. that point, at that point, what miracle? At that point, I was already on the drive home. Well, after what, 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 what I had to watch it on the TV, and it was it didn't it looked pretty I, bad you, on the TV. You know that I hate those calls because it's it's a slap in the face to the team. You take a defeat, when you take a defeat. Okay, you should t- you yeah take, lose like a man. You lose like a man. You did not do that. So, like I said, I'm gonna give Hackett and Russell Wilson the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, it's their first game, and it shows how it looked like that, and it shows, like you said, like you said for fucking. Three weeks now, preseason football, as much as it doesn't matter in terms of, oh, is this team going to be really, really good or is this team going to be really, really bad? It matters in time of getting your guys some time on the field because when it comes to putting those pads on, when it comes to the big rights coming on, football is different when it comes in between the lines of people yelling at you. It's different. No free shout-outs, but Julian Edelman was the guy that kind of sold me on making sure you play in the preseason and having to watch my two, my team and then watch the Broncos do what they did. Not only – it doesn't – I mean, the game speed, yeah, you can't you can't simulate it anywhere else, even in the no. uh, in controlled preseason. practices, the joint yeah. practices, you can't simulate it. That's not what you're worried about when you play in the preseason. You're getting into a routine pregame so that you don't have to figure out your routine week one. I think that was pretty pretty damn evident you're that the Broncos the had no clue what the they're helmets. doing. You're getting your play calls in and out of the huddle. And as a, a starting offense, here's the thing. I don't think you need to play more than a series or two. No, if you're playing you really don't. bad, let's play three so that you can try and, and get it better in the third one. But it, that's probably as much as you need to play. And I think you can do it consistently every week so that you're in your pads, you're warming up, you're on the field, you're doing the things like <clears> – <throat> Do the Broncos play at home next week? Uh, yes, against the Texans. So it's the home opener, and there's nobody's going to know when they're supposed to show up to the facility. Nobody's going to know when they should start getting taped, start getting dressed. Do I need to start my warm up now? Is the team going to be warming up? There's a it's ton. a lot of different things going on that should not be happening. It's it seems dumb to compare co- professionals to the the level of college football that I was playing. We had a mock game the week before we had our game opener, and the mock game. It was at the time that the game was going to be. We got dressed the way that we should have. We went out there. We conditioned our asses off in our game jerseys, but we got to wear our game jerseys. But we got in the feel of things so that when we showed up week one, we were like, oh, I have to be at the locker room by this time. I'm going to start getting dressed here. I'll have my ankles taped. I'll have my pads on. I'll be ready to go. I walk up to the field. Oh, look at that. I'm right on time. I, I don't have to stress about anything. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of panic. A lot and it of was, anxiousness, right? It, it a lot of anxiousness. Calling it, was mirrored on the, it was mirrored on the, on the field with Russell Wilson. It was mirrored on the sidelines with, uh, <clears throat> with Nathaniel Hackett. And here's, the, here's one good thing that I'll give to, to you Broncos fans. This was going to have to be – they were going to have to figure out how to come back after a tough loss. It wasn't going to always be sunshine and rainbows. It can't be team. Everything is awesome all the time. And there's been so much positivity between Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett that are like the most two, the two most positive human beings on the planet. It's, it's very good to get smacked in the mouth as much as I hate that loss. And now we're going to know know exactly how they respond. Right. Like, like look what your division did. Are you, are you on their level? You're not on the Chiefs level. You, you're not on the Chargers There's quite level. a few people I'm seeing right now that say they couldn't even hold their hold the, hold the candle to the Raiders. I don't necessarily that's agree with that statement. But true, because that's, Josh yeah, is still a little bit of an overreaction. Over-reaction but, but Monday. I, like I said, I, 
I, I, I wish I would I wish they would have won. I obviously we wish they would have won, but I, I'd have the same type of attitude if Brandon McManus would have hit that field goal. It's a reality check. That's okay. a reality check. That's all I'm hoping for, right? You you have a great opportunity to come at home and put a statement put a statement down and say that we we are we are done fucking around and that we, you come in and beat the Texans, which which fucking pulled one out of their ass and be inside the Colts. You have a chance to do that next yeah. week, and then you play the 49ers at home and have a chance to do that after they just lost the Bears too. You have two golden opportunities at home to to right some wrong and get back on track. You absolutely do. Like I said, this is a game you you fucking rail into your players on Monday on Monday morning. Uh, uh, you rail or not Monday morning? Sorry, Tuesday morning. You rail the players Tuesday morning because it's Monday night game, and then come Wednesday that game is done. Mm-hmm. That, that we are we are there, there's no more Russell in Seattle. There is no, no more any of this. This is Russell Russell Wilson on the Denver Broncos. This is time. This, there's Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. You had your week. You had you had the time to see everyone that you saw, like coaches, old old GMs, old players. That's done for. Your career as a Denver Broncos, as far as I'm sure, concerned, has just started. You mm-hmm. it, it is time to show us what you've had. I mean, th- think about this. When Peyton when Peyton went back to Indianapolis, he said it too. He was like, I needed that. Like he needed that to go back. He needed to have all those jitters out. He needed to see his old friends. He needed to do all that. And then once that happened, we we went on to win the Super Bowl, right? He needed to get that out of the system. Be like, okay, this is my goodbye. I'll see you guys later down the road in my Hall of Fame speech. But mm-hmm. now this is my time to turn the pages of Denver Bronco. And this is where, as far as I'm concerned, it's time for the same thing as Russ Wilson. Yeah, I think it was a good scheduling move for the Broncos that, that the NFL gave them, so they were able to get that distraction out of the way. Obviously, a tough Absolutely. loss you come as a week, Broncos You fan. come week 16 and that happens, you're fucking yeah. all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, this, you're going to be is, pissed this off. This is pumping the brakes, being like, come on, what the fuck? But you're like, all right, we can write this back. Come on. Yeah, it's it's not insurmountable by by any means. Um, let's move on to the Thursday night game, and there was a lot of question marks that popped up out of this one too. But a lot of questions, and I was giving you some shit last week. I, I know the Bills are not a crown Super Bowl champions, and Josh Allen is is that guy. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen is that guy, and, uh, and it turns out having a guy around your team like Von Miller. Not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst thing ever, huh? Crazy. Too bad the Broncos can't. Too bad. Too bad the Broncos can't get a guy Broncos, like that in the locker Broncos room. Broncos have never paid him that much money. I don't care. Uh, and look, I know. And all the people, all the people, including you, Jimmy, you're on this train too. That's saying the Broncos should have never traded Von Bolva. The Broncos did Von a favor, right? You use you trade him to a Super Bowl champion team. You you let the, the one of the greatest defenders in your franchise history go out and win another championship. As far as I'm concerned, there there isn't many teams that do that, like like that that they can part away with a guy that's number is going to be retired in the middle of his or not at not the middle of his but the end of his tenure that is toward the end of his career that would do that for a guy like that. And you the way he looked draft, last Thursday, I don't even think we're that close to the end of his you career. You get draft picks back that get you Russell Wilson, Jimmy. Those draft picks that you got for Von Miller get you Russell Wilson. I would be looking at Teddy Bridgewater get his ass kicked by Russell Wilson this week if that was that way, okay? So as far as I'm concerned, it worked out for both parties, and I could not be happier for Von. Second to that. He's the best pass rusher in the world, by the way. It's not even a joke. It's not not even a question. Not hyperbole at all. It, It is the purest pass rusher this generation has ever seen. And I mean ever. There's a reason why the Von Miller pass, uh, pa- or pa- whatever the fuck it's called, Von Miller camp, pass rushing which, summer, pass rushing seminar, whatever the hell it's called, pass rushing summer. Everybody, and I mean everybody, that's the guy in the league goes to. 
Because yeah. what Vaughn does getting off the ball and what Vaughn does with his hand placement and his body movement, no one has been able to replicate. People try. People try with a bull rush. Pop, try People can't do that move. They, they call it a ghost rush. That's how fucking deadly does. it is. It, it, it is filthy. You add yeah. into that defense, that defense that doesn't even have Tredavious White, a defense that, that is getting Micah Hyde uh, and Jordan Porter fully healthy. Two guys were banged up last year. I mean... Didn't blitz a single time I mean, and got six sacks. I mean, come on now. I I, I knew I blow, blew their smoke so much last week, but it's hard. You might have been a little bit too harsh on them last week. Yeah, to be a little bit too harsh you. on them. Because, like I said, look at what Gabe Davis did. Stephon Diggs balled out. Gabe Davis balled out. Dawson Knox had a respectable night. The only thing that's still haunting these motherfuckers is the run game. They ran the ball pretty damn well. They ran the ball pretty decently with Singletary. James Cook did not have a good night. Zach Moss. Zach Moss had a pretty good game. Zach Moss had a good night. So maybe that's a sign of things to come from them. That's the one thing that's going to be the detrimental of the team. But when you have a dog, and I mean when you have a dog (laughs) and Josh Allen, (laughs) you can do anything offensively. And like I said, it may not. It may not even be. Maybe it wasn't Dable. Maybe it was McDermott that was the really and Josh Allen that was the key piece. Dable who? Because. I think this, like I said, I am so high on this Bills team. There's a reason why I took the future of Josh Allen to win the MVP. There's a reason why I, I didn't take the future of them winning the Super Bowl because it is the worst future odds I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're odds-on favorite. Plus 300, Jimmy. At this oh. point of the season, oh. it's not good to take. That's going to That's going to drop. So. It's, not, it's not even worth looking at, okay? It's going to so. drop because there's going to be a section of the season where the Bills forget how to play football, and we're going to be sitting here exactly. looking It'll back at us something. in September. Yeah, that's how the NFL season goes. Nobody's <laughs> dominant all the way throughout. Even the teams that are are going to have a couple stinkers. So uh, I want to talk about the, the Rams for just a second because they are now <clears> – <throat> well, first off, that was they brought in OBJ on his, quote, recruiting visit, and – all he did was walk away tweeting sheesh at Bill's Mafia. Uh, I, I, trying to join Vaughn and, and Mafia. We were given uh, Los Angeles Chargers crap for it probably being an extra home game for the Raiders. I was going to say, Bill's Those Mafia traveled all the way across country and filled out that stadium pretty well. It was pretty damn loud when the Rams were on offense. Uh, replacing Andrew Whitworth is key number one for them, and they did not do it this offseason. Those poor that poor left tackle that was trying to block oh, Vaughn. And on. here's the thing. So yes, Von Miller's the best pass rusher. Yes, he runs the pass rush seminar. He's this is one of the best compliments I think you can give a player. I cannot give you Von Miller film to watch and say, that's what I need you to do. If I do that, it has to be with a special player who has a certain set of skills. Otherwise, it, what he does is not mimicable. You cannot oh. You can't do he, – he's the only person – he was pass rushing on the tackle and somehow made the tackle run into the guard, and the guard landed on top of the tackle. So the tackle was so off balance that the guard ran into him and they fell backward like that. And, and, got, were, yeah. and then he was sacking Matt Stafford behind yeah. him. Yeah. And then Vaughn's like, what happened there? Oh. It's, it's, I, it's, I, I feel like he sees it in slow motion. The ball snapped, and he's just like, that's a hand like not said, touching he, me here. Why why we harp on him being so good is because, like I said, he's almost offsides every play. He knows the cadence. He knows the tendencies of the center. Because most most teams on the road at home, they top the guard tops the center, and he knows the timing of it. They t- and they the know center the looks between it. his legs and looks back up. Yeah. He knows, and he's on, and he's already a half a step 
when, when, when a defensive guy has a half step already on you, you've already lost. A half you've step, already, especially, the, especially the guy can run a four six forty, like damn near ninety degrees parallel to the ground, one hundred eighty degrees parallel and, to the ground. And as far as I'm concerned, the biggest question mark is this Rams defense. Aaron, Aaron Donald was not. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald didn't show up. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey got cooked. Talk Worse about than Eli Apple. Worse than Eli Apple in the Super Bowl, and I will stand behind that. And too, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the freezing cold takes that's been circulating ever since uh, Thursday? No, Jalen Ramsey Allen, from saying Josh Allen from, was a terrible pick. That was when he was in Saxonville. So it was a different Jalen Ramsey. It, but yeah, that was not the best it was, it was fine Diggs had a day and then we went on Gabe Davis Gabe Davis had a day it was it was like all right who Isaiah McKenzie scored a touchdown yeah the, the guy who used to be the punt returner for the Broncos literally yeah. two or three years ago getting He's, real play time on a contending team yeah that was I I'm gonna say it now both teams that played in the Super Bowl because that's the next game that we're going to transition to is the Steelers and Bengals both teams that played in the Super Bowl look god awful but hey both teams like your Broncos did not play their starters at all in the preseason, and it showed the, the Rams had the Rams were on that playoff run, one of the more disciplined teams and not committing penalties and gap sound, and none of that was like Sean McVay lost total control of this team. I think Sean McVay is, is probably wondering how much longer he actually wants to coach. Did you know that's the first time he's ever been uh less than 500 in his coaching career? That is the first well, time. Hot seat. He's on the hot. No, I'm joking. He's on the hot seat. He wants hey, it's Stan Kroenke. He might way, be on the hot seat. It is still kind of funny. I mean, Kroenke has fired coaches after being coaches of the year. So, I mean, he's done crazier things. But like I said, the stories all week long for them seem like, well, Aaron Donner almost retired. Well, McVay almost retired and went into the booth. That was the constant. Yeah. At that point, I knew it, this team's not in the right headspace. No. It, it is almost like, like I said, it is almost a. A death sentence on your on your opening night to get your rings, almost a death sentence because because when when the Bears go up and everything it's it's it, and you're playing a team as good as Buffalo is a team as a Super Bowl favorite it is almost a death sentence because you are just not prepared mentally there. Yeah, banner nights almost banner nights are difficult. I was at the the Pierre Lacroix banner night for the Avalanche. I think you were at that game too, and that was a game that they lost. The Avalanche, no, that one of the few games of the last NHL season, the Avalanche lost. It was on a banner night because you have all of the pomp and the circumstance. I equate it. Remember in high school when we played homecoming and the halftime was like an extra 20 minutes and then we come yeah, out in the third like, quarter the fuck, and everybody's yeah. like, this is, this feels odd. I don't like this. I was just at the, the Grandview homecoming game and you could definitely tell at halftime they had some momentum. They'd scored and, and tied it. And then in the second half, they just weren't able to bring it and, I would say the Rams, other than Cooper Cup, did not bring it at all. Oh, um, but here's the all, other thing, too. Allen Robinson needs some time and some I, reps with, with Matt Stafford. I think everybody yeah. was blowing that out of proportion. He needs more, more touches, touches, for sure. But if you're, if you have Matt Robinson, Stafford needs to look at him and look at somebody other than Cooper Cup. As much as I love it because I have Cooper Cup in a fantasy league too. and he scored me scored me some, some good points, I still got whooped by 50 points in that league. Uh, I was playing against a guy who had Jonathan Taylor and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's that, that'll do it. <clears throat> that's a death sentence. Yeah, that was a death sentence. So Cooper Cup did well, but it can't be. It's similar situation to Las Vegas. Devontae Adams had 17 targets. The rest of the receivers combined had 18 in Las Vegas. I I don't know the exact stats in in LA, but I'm sure it was probably somewhere around the same. Where Cup had 13 we're targets. About, we're talking about a team with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Yeah. 
I mean, I get it. You two are BFFs. And we're talking about a team in Los Angeles that has Tyler Higby, Cam Akers as a running back threat, Daryl Henderson Darryl as a Henderson. running back threat, uh, Allen Robinson now in the slot, and Cooper Cup is the only one that you're throwing. Sam Jefferson, to. who was big time player in the playoffs for them last year. I mean, like, 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 I get it, Stafford, you won your Super Bowl, but come on now. Like, like his elbow doesn't seem like it's 100%. I know that oh, they don't have anybody behind him, but they, I almost think that he should have been sitting out for a couple more weeks. They try to say that his elbow was better than it ever has been. I don't think it was. It's not. No, it he not. had no, a couple of those throws. If it's Matt Stafford in Detroit, and I, even after the highlight where he separates his shoulder and goes back into the game after they pop it back in. Even at that point, all the balls that he threw after that injury were harder than anything he threw on Thursday night. He did not have the same kind of flash from his arm. And, hey, he's older. He's in his 30s now. It's, it's bound to happen, but also dealing with an elbow injury. At, the, at his age, you should wait for him to be 100%. If you're going to rely on him – and, hey, we talked about it. The Rams are a team that they could give really a shit less about how they perform in the regular season, especially yeah, in September in the regular season. So I don't see the point in having to play him. If he's going to sit out all of preseason anyways, let's make sure that he gets 100% healthy and let's not have him go out there on national television on the opening night of the season and get exposed. Exposed and literally just cooked. Like, like, like I said, it's one thing to throw a quarterback out there that's coming off an injury with a great offensive line. It's another thing when you have to face the guy that won you helped you win a Super Bowl the year prior uh, on every single every single snap. <laughs> it's it's and Gregory Rousseau on the other side also like I said he's gonna he's gonna be fucking incredible by the end of the that year. AJ Espinenza kid that they drafted Espinosa, out of yeah, Iowa from, from Iowa is gonna be a dog he's a too. Stud too. They're oh gonna God. be good on the defensive they line. They have waves of pass rushers. That's they have waves of pass rushers like the old Giants teams that won the Super Bowl and the, the Bucks team that just won the Super Bowl. It, they're a scary, scary sight. That's they're, for sure. They they impressed and they they proved everybody all the hype correct on opening night. Uh, the Bills get a big win, thirty-one to ten over the defending champion Los Angeles Rams and the defending AFC champions. <clears throat> you know me. You know me. I texted you this. That was my personal. That was my personal help. The long snapper I, too. I am I, I in college I was the emergency long snapper. I was the guy on the road trips that I I didn't practice special teams all throughout the week, but they knew I could long snap. So if we got into a pinch, I would have, I would go out there and warm up before the games. Mainly I was just the guy who caught punts and that was actually kind of fun. That was some of the most fun that I had in college. But I was that guy who had to be prepared. Number one, that is your third tight end. As soon as the initial long snapper goes down. Why are you not snapping 50 balls on the sideline? And why are you just hanging series? out too? Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have shit to do on offense. They are not putting you in. Hayden Hurst and Drew Sample are going to be the two tight ends. They might put, they might pull Thad Moss out of the, da- the damn stands and put him in pads before they put you on offense at this point. Wilcox. Okay. Don't snap. Don't long snap with your damn gloves on. If you're going to long snap, it wasn't even long snapping. That's the crazy thing. It was short snapping. You know the one thing that you have to do on a PAT snap? Get the fucking ball back there. Literally, that's all that's you all. gotta do. And then, so that you 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 know you cheese the first one and, and gave him a changeup. So then, what do you do on the next one? You try and sail it as hard as you can, and you damn near put it in the, in the third row. 
So are you kidding? Are and, and you so, joking? So, 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 so let, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about the, the, the play at the end of the game where I was like, oh, it, ain't, it don't got to be pretty. And I told you, it don't got to be pretty. I was like, when they, when they said the long stopper. You forgot Nico Fitzpatrick was on the other team. When, when they said it was a new long stopper, I was like, oh, fuck. He fucking jinxed it. Oh, no. He did it to you, Jimmy. Like, I, I knew it right away. I knew it right away. I was like, this is not going to be good for you, Jimbo. Like, like it was, oh, man. And, 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 like, like think about it like this. Wilcox, the thing no one's talking about, Wilcox is the tight end on the left side, Jimmy. Oh, I know. That, that yeah. Where Minka came off of, the guy that it literally, that literally coached, yeah. missed his whole assignment on making Chain walking right in. So the guy that replaced him, that, that, that first of all, it wasn't even just Wilcox that had a terrible snap. It was the laces. It was it, it, it was it was it was the whole bunch of things. Shooter, as great as Shooter is, he couldn't even recover from that. Well, the the changeup snap, there's nothing he can do because he can only go as fast as the operation is. And there's going to be a difference between a guy who has a short snap and, and the, you know, Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone's a guy that got hurt with the, the full, the Fu Manchu and, and the ponytail. Yeah, like the guy uh, that looks. Yeah, Torres quad. Torres, Torres, the goddamn quad. So it's not like he's coming back anytime soon. Uh, <clears throat> let's, let's go back here. Talk about a team that had no business even having a shot to win that game. Uh, Joe Burrow believed his hype just a little bit too much, just yeah. just a tad. And I know you feel like you're a gunslinger, but the thing about Brett Favre was that he had an arm that was touched by the right hand of the gods. Touched by and and Joe Burrow, I love Joe Burrow can read a defense way better than Brett Favre ever could, but he doesn't have that kind of arm strength. You can't fit balls into that kind of. I like I, I, I. He was just he was trying to be Joe Shiesty. He was not doing what he was doing last year. I told you what. What, what did I tell you before before the season started when we were doing um, division previews? The Bengals all the, they have to show me they weren't a fluke. And that team, I'm, I, as as tough as I'm being, that team that I saw was a team that that that, that was uh, two years ago. That, that was good when Joe Burrow was, was healthy, but that literally couldn't stop a damn fly from crossing over the line. You revamped your whole, whole offensive line outside of one guy. Four out of the five guys you either signed or drafted. Well, there's $150 million invested in that offense. And TJ Watt, the only thing that stopped him was his torn pectoral muscle. That's the only thing that stopped him. The only reason that that, that stopped him was himself. Because Lyle Collins, there's a reason, I guess, why the Cowboys didn't pay you that much. Because, man, you were TJ Watt's bitch. You were. I, 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 like, do you want to talk about, I'm Joe's new protector. I'm, I'm Joe Burrow, and he's got a new security guard around. As far as I'm, I'm concerned, that's the fucking security guard that's going to like, all right, throw, throw. <laughs> like, like, literally just be like, come on, come right through. You want to he sack is, my quarterback? It's funny. He has been sacked 24 times in three games. I know. I know. Super Bowl was an NFC Championship in this game 24 times. You didn't want to I, add in the nine from Tennessee the week before that, too? I, I mean, like, you could just 
Look at that kid it's going. It gets, it gets bad when you start to think about it. When you actually sit there and when think about it. When he has time. When he has time. He's a fucking hell of a quarterback. Oh, he's and Jamar fucking, Chase is open on every single play. He's fucking open all the time. And T. Higgins, hopefully he comes back. But Tyler Boyd fucking balled out too. Yeah, you we should have started pieces. Tyler Boyd. You have the pieces. Except those motherfuckers that, that are quote-unquote bodyguards. Like I said, you want to? I, I, I said I, I, I can be the biggest hypocrite as in the world because I said it's put up, shut up time for Russell Wilson, and it wasn't. He didn't show up. Well, it was put up or shut up time for the offensive line, and my God, then they get exposed by T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and company. Malik Reed, you go down the list of guys. And, and this Steelers defense, like I said, it was Blitzburg all over again. The defense that, that was just as good as they were, it was Blitzburg 2.0. I'm not saying that they'll get to that because they'll have. They won't have TJ Watt for six weeks. Oh my God. Chubisky does that to you, does literally nothing offensively. Your defense basically gets you a lead in that game if you're the Steelers. And you're the Bengals, and you still have a chance to win the game. Yeah. Still a chance to win the game, and, and a mental error shoots you himself in the foot. And like I said, the Broncos Seahawks game, that's going to be a game they're going to want back at the beginning of the season. And I'm, as far as I'm concerned, that's a game the Bengals will want back. Oh, no, this is a game that they definitely, when they go to Pittsburgh, and I don't even know. Because it's not Heinz Field anymore. I was talking about that with Red. Akersher. Fields. I'm not, I'm not going to say it because I, I refuse to acknowledge that the change happened. But when they go to Pittsburgh, I think that we're going to see a totally different Bengals team, or at least I'm hoping to. Um, I think so, too. I think so, too. And here's my was... thing. Here's my thing. They're nationally relevant. They were talking about that on CBS. This is one of the first times that they were a home market game. I have we bought yeah. the NFL Sunday ticket so that I could watch the Bengals. I, I didn't, didn't even TV, need it. Yeah, yeah I, I watched it on on Channel Four, yeah. and you know they, the fact that they were able to. I remember sitting so when I came out of the hospital, it just so happened that the Steelers were playing the Bengals on Monday night that night. And I was sitting there in my normal hospital room, and I was like, okay, this won't be so bad. I'm going to get to go home in a couple days, and. Uh, the Bengals are playing on national TV. And I remember Andy Dalton just getting, not only getting sacked, but when he oh. got sacked, he was getting ran into his other offensive lineman. I'm pretty sure there was a couple of times where he got hit from behind. And the first thing that caught him was his right tackles back because TJ Watt was shoving him into Andy Dalton's face. And Andy Dalton was getting sacked from behind by Bud Dupree. It was just, it was not a pretty sight. So all in all, I am, I'm encouraged by the level of fight that I saw, the level of talent that I saw on the field. But yeah, this one doesn't, it's not going to make it feel any better, but here's the other good thing. At least I'll give Pittsburgh credit in this. And I'm saying this because one of my, one of the teachers that I work with, who's actually my mentor for my induction program is a Steelers fan. And he, he owned up to it. If the Bengals and Steelers play every week like that, he said, we're both going to be in the hospital for a heart attack. Because yeah. that was some of the worst football towards the end of the game. And the fact that neither special teams, it was it was very similar to watching the Packers game against Cincinnati last year. Remember when Evan McPherson and Mason yeah. Crosby forgot how to make a field how goal? Field goals, yeah. I, I, I had such the good meme that I posted to Boswell doink that, that kick. And I had the bonk dog ready to go. And I did it. It was bonk. And yeah, and you got bonked right back. I was honestly, it was so bad for me. I was rooting for the tie. I was like, just, I, just us, fucking do it. Put me out of my just do it. Don't. I really don't want to lose this game, but I don't feel like we should win this game either. Let's just call it. How about that? They should have called it after Boswell missed that kick. <laughs> I didn't need another chance. Did not need another try for that one. Uh, 23-20, the Steelers get the win in overtime. So 
you're a Steelers fan. Hey, good, good for you. Um, I know. It's, it, it, like I said, that's, that's a game we want back. Like I said, I still think there's a lot. Of, like I said, I think both of our teams this, this week had things that can be fixed. Fixable errors, yeah. Things, fixable mistakes as far as I'm concerned. And as for the rest of the teams, like the, the teams that tied and kissed their mother this past week, I don't know about that. <laughs> I cannot believe – so, honestly, I heard this on one of the shows that I listened to, and I'm going to echo it. That's a loss for the Colts. Oh, well, it's, a, yeah, it's a win for the Texans. It's a loss for the Colts. Uh, the, the, got, the Texans punted at the fucking 50-yard line with 40 seconds left, Jimmy. They just didn't want to. They just didn't want to like, give fuck, a chance. It was yeah. like the tie. I don't they think that we it. can win this thing. They they did what I was hoping the Bengals would do. Like I don't think I can win this thing, but I don't want you to win this thing because oh, you know, it's tie. Yeah, the one is going to not go. The one is not going to the loss column. Damn it, Lovey Smith is not losing his opening game. He might tie it, but he's not losing his opening game. Um, that's it was it's just straight comedy i mean yeah. that's the one that killed me this week too and it sucks even more but man like if you're the colts little too much too late why are you not just feeding michael Pittman? you just try to do way too much with jonathan taylor early in that game to a point where you're like it's jonathan taylor guys he's having a pvp season but then you remember oh matt ryan can still sling the ball when you yeah, should have been chance, throwing it yeah. when he was slinging the ball he was Slang on the ball. I mean, it, he's it, the best I, quarterback that they've had in the last three years. Since no, since Andrew no Luck retired. Yeah. Since Andrew Luck retired. There's the best quarterback that team has ever had. That team has mm-hmm. not ever had, but had. And you you just say, well, we're gonna stick to our guns. You stuck to your guns. And what did the what did your defense do to you? Let Davis fucking Mills put a 20 piece on your head. I mean, come on now. Yeah, that was bad. That's bad. Um, That's just <laughs> let's let's talk about another quarterback who had his foot in his mouth a little bit. Uh, did you see the reaction Baker had? So Baker was the one quoted saying, I'm going to fuck the Browns up, and this is basically my Super Bowl. And he said he didn't say it, but we all know he did. Oh, but then, no, yeah, we, we mentioned the fact that he tried to retract it last week, and then his statement after the game, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but here's the gist of it. There's 16 more weeks in the season, so like I said, he really knows the schedule well. It was the media that was trying to hype this matchup up. It was one game, and I'm just – trying to work back towards the Super Bowl. Baker, when you make the narrative, you got to deal with the consequences. And, and, and let's, let's, let's like, like, I, like I defended Josh Allen against the, against the Chiefs in the overtime. It wasn't Baker's fault. Baker in the it second half no. led that team back. I that just team, wish that he wasn't such a bitch. And I, wasn't, and I wish Matt Rule wasn't such an idiot. Yeah, that's that's true. Kicking, true that, kicking, true that. Jimmy, Jimmy, kicking a field goal with a minute and five left, and then so celebrating like you fucking won. Not like 20 seconds left. Not fucking 10 seconds left. Not six seconds left. Fucking minute and five seconds. You thought he was back at you thought he was back at Baylor or something. I mean, I was just like, you really believe your defense that much? I <laughs> I mean I heard I was, the I heard the best comparison for Jacoby Brissett, too. He's a guy, he knows what to do in every situation. He can't do what he needs to do in every but situation. But he knows what to but do. But he can get in the huddle and go, listen, guys, we need to throw. We're, we're going to have to pick up our tempo and throw to the sidelines here. I can't do it. I but that's what we should be doing. What should we be doing? And, and, I'm going to get you the ball on the flat and try and get to the sidelines. That's all I can tell you. And, and for fuck's sake, if the Browns could do this for, uh, for 10, 10, 11 weeks. Don't say it. I'm not going to say I don't it, want you to say it. 
I'm not going to say it, but you can probably hint where I'm going. The fact that Kareem like, Hunt If they can get 500 football for 11 weeks, you get where yeah, I'm at. That's, that's, uh, I don't, we don't have to. I don't love we it. We don't have I to put it. that out over it. these airwaves. I, um, Jimmy, I'm trying to reverse jinx it, okay? I, yeah, I'm trying. I, I get you. I'm trying I'm, to jinx it. I don't want it as much as you do. I'm, I'm going to try and put out there that they already have a guy who's got some issues on his team, and he's playing pretty well. Kareem Hunt. Lined up as a fullback. That yeah, that was the worst. Worst matchup that we could have had for our first week of fantasy football. The Kareem Hunt got two touchdowns on like three touches and, and scored 23 points. And that was the slot that we were starting Cam Akers across from. And we all know how that turned out. It was not giving him the ball at all. Yeah, there was, there was no carries for him. We, we had five carries versus zero carries, but those five carries carried two touchdowns. So the Browns roster, we said it. Their defense, their roster is built to be good for when that piece of garbage comes back. And they're probably – if Jacoby Brissett can just get them to points in the game where they can he can manage his way to a win and doesn't hurt playing a, a stupid head coach on the other sideline with a fiery quarterback who, you know, like he was trying – he thought in his mind – in his mind, scoring a touchdown against the Browns, yeah. It was – if he could score a touchdown against the Browns, he would have counted that as a 50-point touchdown. Wasn't even going to be worth six. He would have counted it as fifty. He wanted that game so badly. So, first off, Baker, don't come out here in the media saying that we were the ones that were pushing the merit narrative. We too. weren't. You we were, did. but you also did. You, well, I'll we only were pushing it. We were I only pushing it because you said it. You were the first one to say it. We just jumped on board with it. And I know you know when the Super Bowl is. But I doubt you're going to be able to I win doubt, enough games yeah, to get you, to the you Super have Bowl. Some, you have some ways to go there, buddy. You're, you're we should think about the now, the here and now. We should fix the now before we think about the future. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. We the, the second to last game that we picked that we'll, we'll kind of recap and talk about before we uh, look ahead to what's in store for this week. The Raiders going to Los Angeles playing the Chargers. You were – you tried to manifest it a couple of times. I was going back through our timeline. You tried to manifest it. I want it to happen. It did not they happen. They finally won a close game, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, it's here's the thing. The Chargers are going to charge her, but the Raiders are going to raid her way. Exactly. Harder. You're not wrong. You are not wrong at all. I, I've been just, your friend long enough. I know where you were going with it. Not even the Raiders are going to raid her, Jimmy. It's Josh McDaniels is going to Josh McDaniels. Hurricane Josh. <laughs> it is, it is, it is two, two things thrown together. It's like one negative times another negative. I guess it equals a positive. Like, I mean, I mean, you, you have, you have fucking Raiders being the Raiders and then you have, you have Josh McDaniels being Josh McDaniels. It is they're gonna just fucking ram into each other yeah, yeah. more times than I can count. I get you want to showcase Devontae Adams, but my word, I, I'm sorry. I think Darren that's personally. Waller, I didn't realize Darren too. Waller was a fucking middle of the road tight end. I didn't realize Hunter Renfro wasn't one of the le- top top ten leading receivers on football last year. I'm sorry. Let's just fuck everything else. Let's not do a run game at all, by the way. Uh, a Chargers defense that was one of the worst teams against the run last year. And let's not run the football. Let's let's just air it out and then and lead literally have a clock differential where you were just kicking yourself, which I don't mind. Good for them. I'm glad they did that. Happy for you guys. Keep doing that. And I, this, my team won't be the worst team in this, in this division. The Chargers look legit. Yes, I know. The I Chargers know. look pretty legit. Justin looks Herbert. So much better. We were talking about it on the Talking the Gridiron show, which you guys can listen to on the Variety Sports YouTube and, and the podcast feed. 
uh, Tyler from Fat Boy Fadeaway was like, right now it's probably a three-person race for the MVP. It's Mahomes, it's Allen, and Herbert did probably enough, at least initially, to be in the conversation. Yes. I, I would not disagree at all. I you just got to say it how it is. And nobody played well around him. That's the other thing. Keenan oh, Allen Keenan got, Allen's injured. Keenan Allen got, yeah, that, that screwed our fantasy football team pretty good, too. Keenan Allen being down. Yeah, no. Hey, I get it. You you know what you're talking about, too. But also, neither of us knew that Devontae Smith least... wasn't going to play. We didn't know Devontae oh, Smith what the wasn't going to play. I didn't realize he was fucking playing. I, it was a zero the entire time on the on the score chart, so obviously he wasn't even suited. He, 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 he was he getting conditioning in, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. Uh, Tyler Boyd's starting. I don't care what you say, Nick. That's that's you know. I told you you're the manager of this team, and I just I just just I just tell you how wrong you are, or how right you are every week. Yeah, no, we do it for the content, and it, I'm not I'm blaming the two of us here. Um, but no, the Chargers look pretty, pretty damn good. Hopefully, I think when everybody else picks it up around him, Herbert is going to look even better. I can't wait for the Chiefs versus Chargers. Both those it's matchups are going to be pretty electric. Game this week is going to be nuts. Yeah. Talk about a absolute banger of a Thursday night game to start the Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit fucking he runoff. Couldn't get anything, anything better. And look, Kirk Herbstreit, you watched these guys recently in college too, so you should know plenty wow. about. You should get to tell us all the old stories about Herbert and Mahomes. Um, and by the way, Connor Murray looks like he isn't watching film. So, Jimmy, Jimmy, we didn't take anything into account again. Did you, did you not? He's 0 27 on double XP weekends. Oh, was it? I don't. Double here's the XP thing. Weekends. I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't I know. know it was I didn't double either. XP it was a double XP weekend, Jimmy. Oh, Fuck. Well, we got, that <laughs> makes total sense. So they should put that. They should put a clause or something in his contract his where he contract, has to study. Double, yeah, on double XP weekends. Let's study the playbook before we're going to play an NFL football game. So that here's the here's where you know you've hit rock bottom as an as a football player. Justin Brown, who was the coach of season two and three of Last Chance U, or three Jason and four. Brown. Jason, Jason Brown. Brown. Jason Brown. Yeah, also, coach. shout out Coach JB. I got him to randomize my fantasy football draft with some people. So, mm-hmm. shout out Coach JB. Slap he, he put out a, a, a great film breakdown. Like, this is day one stuff. This yeah. is day one stuff that you should know. Like, just audible out of it. Just tell your receiver, don't go out in the route. We don't have enough guys to block this. He didn't even look to that side of the field pre-snap. So he wasn't even sure that they were sending a blitz and got absolutely sacked with, within two seconds of him getting the snap. So, and, and we were talking about that too last night. It's Kyler Murray who's stuck in double XP and it's Cliff Kingsbury who's too busy worrying about the quaff in his hair. And, and the way not- he looks on the sideline. That's literally that. And, and talk about a Chiefs team that's pissed off. They I were, mean, yeah. every, they were pissed off. After what happened in the NFC champion or AFC championship, and after every everything everything that's happened this offseason, you lose Tyreek Hill. Maybe the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. I wasn't saying that, but maybe some people were. And maybe this defense isn't as good without Tyron Matthew and blah blah blah. blah. This team, as far as I'm concerned, is still a team to beat. You know, and that, or one of the top three teams to beat in the AFC. Obviously, I still think the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah. One of the top three teams to beat in the AFC for a reason, because of 15 and because of 87. And, and they just fucking teed off. They did. I, I picked them last night on talking the gridiron. They're my pick to win the AFC this year and represent in the Super Bowl. Because you forget about it last year. They were in the AFC championship game last year and went to overtime and probably should have won. 
if Patrick Mahomes didn't make Jesse, it. Uh, Jesse Bates, yeah. Uh, yeah. If Patrick Mahomes didn't get baited by Jesse Bates, I think that had a little bit to do with his his performance from opening weekend as well. Uh, last game that we picked here, and it was one of the worst games of the weekend. So Jesus let's Christ. make sure we get that out of the way. Oh, Dak was one of my start in my teacher league. Dak was my starting quarterback. So Absolutely. guess he's on the waiver wire already. I, I, I hope you have a good backup. Cooper Rush. Carson Wentz. Maybe you should grab Geno Smith. <laughs> I'm grabbing well, Geno Smith. I'm grabbing Marcus Mariota. I'm grabbing any quarterback that I can find because Joe Flacco. <laughs> this no, no, yeah, no, that's right. He was, no, he was no. I want a quarterback who will score <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring that one up one more time. We don't get to talk about the Jets every week. I'm so trying to. to we're, I, I think I'm taking him there. to. Uh, I think I'm taking our resident Jets fan to that game when they play in Denver. Oh, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for him. Too. I won't have to wear any kind of affiliation. I don't have to wear well, a Broncos jersey or Jets jersey. I just can sit back and observe. It's the sociologist in me. I love it. Um, Cowboys. Under Mike McCarthy, how is Mike McCarthy still the head coach of the, of the Cowboys? I asked that question last night. I would have thought Dan Quinn is just sitting there, like sitting on your coaching staff. Jerry Jones and doesn't have Kyle to be – if you want yeah, to do that. Doesn't have to be smart. You can just sit in your staff meeting and go, yeah, you know I think that coach – that coach he, probably knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. The fat guy doesn't – the fat guy can't get the team ready to play. That's, that's but funny. that guy, he's done it before, and guys love playing for him. Because let's remember, Dan Quinn at the end of his Atlanta tenure was just as bad as Arthur Smith is at the beginning of his. But yeah. the players had had Dan, Quinn, Dan Quinn's back. And that's why Dan Quinn got an extra two seasons. So guys love playing for them. I don't think the Cowboys defense is very good underneath him. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. I, it's I, really I, bad. I, no, no, it's not the defense, Jimmy. Well, I'm Trayvon sorry. Diggs is fucking awful. I, Don't I, even get me started. No, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. denying you. I still think Michael Parsons is the top five defensive. He player is. Michael Parsons is different. So, so Did you see the Pro Football Focus is picking the one play where Fournette? Yeah. yeah, that was a whole thing. We can talk. We could probably talk about that for a fucking whole episode if we wanted to. But as far as I'm concerned, their offense is to be a travesty. I mean, you, you, you let you traded Amari Cooper. Like, look, I get it. C.D. Lamb's your number one guy. You traded Amari Cooper away. Then you let Cedric Wilson, I think it's Cedric, I think it's Cedric Wilson, or it's one of the Wilsons, walk in free agency. And I mean walk. And you think fucking, uh, 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 what's this, Mike Brown? I think that's his name? Or something Brown is going to be your number two receiver across C.D. Lamb? Oh, my God. And... and and Dak was doing what he could. That offensive yeah. line, like I said, they lost a lot of pieces. That offensive line is terrible. It is. It they is. don't have. They, don't have they, they obviously are going to get Jason Peters back in I don't know how many weeks, but that will help them. But at this point, you already lost your starting quarterback because it was so bad. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if you're a Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott uh, uh, fantasy football owner, trade them. Because I don't care if Zeke made a few couple runs for 10 yards. He gave you 5.9 points. They don't feed him the ball. And when they do, they force the ball. Don't show us the only bright spot this offense that has right now. Mm. Uh, they have to watch Cooper Rush, Jimmy. And, and this is <laughs> we're we're talking we're talking about some make it breaking years for Dak Prescott. Oh yeah, I think this I, is I, I, this you, is you the first. I think he's trade bait after this year. You don't think Jerry Jones is looking around, being like, we could have maybe got Russell Wilson, or yeah. we could have maybe swung the fences on. 
maybe Matt Ryan and, and been better. Who knows? Maybe like, Dak stays hurt the entire season. You draft Bryce Young. Or you go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And and use him. Like, 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 and he went and he balls out for you. What happens then? Like, I, I, that's a real possibility. It really is. There's a reason why the 49ers waited because for a moment like this, you knew something was going to happen. Well, the Cowboys are your idiots. And do you really think Jerry Jones is going to sit there and watch Cooper Rush for eight games? I don't think so. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they're going to make some move because I don't think he could sit there and watch Cooper Rush for eight games. He can't. Like, he physically cannot. Did you see the disgust on his face as he was entering that locker room after the game? It yeah. was funny. It was very funny. The video of him just walking with an oversized suit, just the saying the pores. Like I mean, I, he, standing that, with the pores. That 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 <laughs> that is not a man that will that will fucking watch Cooper Rush for eight weeks. It's not. I would be like if I if, I, I don't know if 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 sports books have this. This, this bet open, but I'm going to play, play place a bet that Jimmy Garoppolo's next football game is played for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. I don't know if they have the, they have the bet in the offseason. I have no idea if they do still. You don't think that the 49ers are going to make the switch after how bad Trey Lance oh. looked last week? Oh. Oh. I, oh. I'm sorry, 49ers fans, but that was that was not the performance yeah. I was promised. Yeah, not the performance you promised, A, and B, the guy that you – picked over Trey Lance and fucking did that to you. Which, which, which let, let's be honest also, Justin Fields didn't have a good game. No. He had two throws. No. He that that two field was the worst throws. that I've ever seen besides uh, Raul John in, uh, for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, that was the worst field I've ever seen. It, it the Commanders was, uniforms are ugly, by the way. I just want to put that out there. I know, Jimmy. I know they're hideous. <clears throat> I know they're hideous. But, but, but let's, let's, let's compare those those quarterbacks from last year's draft class, right? Trevor Lawrence has 250 yards passing as 23 for 27 passing. He had, throws two interceptions and they lose. And everybody is like, Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Justin Fields fucking goes five for 17 and, and, and two touchdowns. Everybody's losing their mind. Like this is the next Mahomes. As far as I'm concerned, that's the 49ers of the week one that didn't have George Kittle that played on a shit field, that were playing a rookie quarterback, basically a rookie quarterback. Because Trey oh, Lance is, is not touched. He's less field, than a rookie literally quarterback. Two years, less than a rookie quarterback. Less than a rookie quarterback. So, so as far as I'm concerned, the Bears are still not what they should be. So I don't want to hear it at all from Bears fans thinking that they're good. I, you probably so, have a lot of them from your time in Augustana, don't you? A lot. I, a lot of them. All the Bears fans being like, ha, look, at, we're back, baby. <laughs> no, you are not. That was the 49ers team that, that literally was starting a guy that's, that's literally played less Everything worked in your favor, and you barely beat them. Everything so, was in your favor. So, so yeah, as, I, I agree. As far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, I still have belief that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this class. Obviously, the Jaguars don't look good. I think he still has a lot of room to grow. I think this is very Andrew luck I'm being mm-hmm. honest with you. I think it's a guy that, that needs some time. And once he gets an line in front of him and some some more established weapons, he'll be just fine. But the people all over Justin Fields' cock for being good and winning a game in those in the rain, and he slid on his chest, and everybody's losing their mind. I would say pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, that's. I think that might be our our first cock shot of of the episode. That was awesome. Um, let's get into. Let's talk about the games that we're going to be picking. We'll get bullets pick. Bullets lock of the week as well. Uh, the six games, obviously, we mentioned the Broncos Bengals games will be the first two or the two of them. Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football. Uh, so Monday those are the five. Games. There's two Monday night games, so we don't even oh, need to pick. Those. 
Yeah. Kind of wish those, seriously. <laughs> I wish there was too. Uh, that's my thing. Uh, we don't even need to, need to pick an extra uh, random game because we'll have enough. And the two Monday night games are, are pretty good matchups. So starting on Thursday night football, uh, I have the pick em sheet open. So Chargers at the Chiefs, Nico, who are you taking in the first matchup of the season? First primetime matchup between these two teams? Um, what, what are we thinking? I'm taking the Chiefs. And so be, I think it'll be close, but I think the Chiefs went at home. I think the series is split between them, but I am taking the Chiefs, and, and it's because of what they did last week. I saw a pissed-off team last week. That's scary for me. That is very scary for me as a Broncos fan. That was a pissed-off team. And I think they hear all the nerves that are coming out of Los Angeles and the Chargers are it. As far as I'm concerned, everything still runs through Kansas City in this division, and it has been for five years. So I think the Chiefs, as, as much as I – I think that this is a game that, that Josh – or no, sorry, that, that Justin Herbert has a game, but in the end, they're not able to get a stop on this offense. Mm-hmm. They're not. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm still going to go Kansas City here. I don't, like I said, I believe the Chargers are a good team. I think Justin Herbert is an absolute baller, but I cannot, after what the Chiefs did, and look, I get Kyler Murray slander that we, we fucking pull, but the Cardinals are not a terrible team. They're actually halfway decent, so I would I would not, I, I take more into account that game than I do the Chargers barely being the Raiders. So for that matter, I'm going with the Chiefs. My stat that I pulled out for this game, there's six quarterbacks in NFL history to have, excuse me, over five 300-yard uh, passing, five touchdown games. And the other ones are all Hall of Famers, Marino, Elway. Um, like Peyton was on there too. Yeah, Peyton is on that list. Five Hall of Famers. Patrick Mahomes is the only one that's currently active, and Patrick Mahomes did it in 60 games. The closest next, the next fastest person who had five 300 yard passing and five touchdown games was uh, done in 124 games. So that's Patrick Mahomes is still that guy. So I'm picking the Chiefs as well. I I love the Chargers. The Chargers are going to have to prove it to me before I pick them over the Chiefs at home, though. They prove it. They've proven it to me. Doesn't that sound so dirty? I, I love. Uh, the I don't have the. I don't have the AFC West. Even from you, doesn't that not sound dirty? I don't it have the AFC West. Gross. I have I no button. But I like. I like it when the Broncos win because then all you guys around me are happy. That's all I care about. I just need to make sure everybody. It's like uh, when you have a, a girlfriend on their period, and you're just like, take the take the chocolate, and and I'm just gonna stay out of your way. That's well, what I'm I do with Broncos. Sit over here and watch football. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Bengals taking on the Cowboys, the, uh, Cooper Rush led Cowboys. Cowboys, Can you spell bounce back or can you, can you spell Mike White game? I know. I know. I know. I'm going bounce this time last year. I I got caught. You're out of your, you're out of your survivor pool. So I don't, I don't want to hear that. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the Bengals this year either. It wasn't. I probably was. If I was still alive, I'd probably pick the Bengals this week because there's no way in hell they lose this game. I, 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 you be, don't I'm say that to me. I'm yeah. knocking on wood for you. I'm don't say those words. I'm, I'm picking this. I'm picking the Bengals as well, but I'm not going to say anything other than I just think that they're a better, better team and they, they should are. be better coach <laughs> than they were last week. I'm not even going to compare their coaching. If they lay a goose egg against the Cowboys, this Cowboys team, Jimmy. I know. Yeah. And then trust me, I'll be the I'll be the first one singing I'm, from the top of the rooftop. Like I'm not the gonna say jump. it. And I it's don't think it'll jump. happen, but but it's 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 panic button time. That's all I'll say. It's panic button time. But either way, I still think you guys win. I think the Bengals are favored by team. seven. 
It's I, I got it at six and a half. Oh, okay. So yeah. it I, moved I, up. Um, it moved to seven. That number is inflating. I, I, yeah, you should. If you were listening to the show and it's still at seven, you take it because this number is going to keep getting worse. As far probably as probably be by. I, I'm gonna guess it's ten by Thursday. Ten or eleven and a half by by kickoff because Cooper Rush will be the quarterback. People are like, oh fuck, this team really. Yeah, I I'm taking with six and a half, and I fucking rolled with it. It's not even close. I I believe in your team. Because I believe in Joe Burrow, and I do, and I believe that you're. I believe in Jamar Chase. Story. I don't even believe in Joe Burrow at this point. I, I still believe in him. I still. Believe I know. I, I'm him. just I saying. Currently, Jamar Chase is the only reason we had even a shot at that game last week. I yeah. saw his stats: ten receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play, there's, there's no. That game is very, very one-sided. Very, um, very one-sided. I know. Your team is also, I would say they're in the same position. So the way that you were talking about the Bengals, if they lose yeah. this game, it's it's uh and, and, I, think, and I think it's even worse. It like, probably like could if be. the Bengals lose that game, I think there's a little bit you can salvage. I think the Broncos lose this game. I think we're what the fuck is going on? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's a stop home being game. so damn nice. Start you're, yelling you're, at your players. You're on the road. I mean, yeah. like, so so it's a little different. You're at home against a, a team that's probably against Mills Mafia, baby. Next year. Yeah, against against Houston. So and, and and like with this Broncos team, like I said, I hope it's a state game. I hope it is. I hope that they come. Are out you taking the nine and a half? I, I'm not touching the fucking spread after this week. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just doing fucking player props. And I'm yeah. fucking betting on alternate spreads, which is I almost would have once alternate spread this week if they went for it on touchdown, but I didn't, obviously. So, yeah, I'm not touching my NF spreads, especially against the Texans. After what they just did, you know, I'm not. I, I and, and I can say maybe the polls are frauds, and maybe the Texans are for real, and maybe the Broncos are frauds, and maybe the Seahawks are real. It's basically uh, a bunch. Of, we got more questions than we want out of literally both of these two teams' games this past week. But I still think this team, team wins. I'm not taking nine and a half because I'm not. Uh, but I do hope that they cover, and I do hope they win because, like I said, I still trust Russ. And I, and and like I said, I think the mistakes can be fixed. I think they can. I what I saw that second half. Defense I saw from the Denver Broncos doesn't let Dougie Mills get 20 points. That first Davis half Mills. Defense, Davis they, Mills. I know, I know. I call him Dougie Mills because that's what Pat McAfee uh, calls him. It's because uh, he goes by Dougie in the locker room, so that's why uh, I call him Dougie. So Dougie I, Mills over yeah. there. So I like, so I, I like the Mills Mafia or the Neck Gang. Those are the two that I've heard. Long, the long giraffe neck game. So yeah, I I'm hoping we win. I'm picking us to win. Oh my God! Please don't break my heart. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, Davis Mills put up a his, his stat line from the first week was 23 of 37, 240 yards and two touchdowns. So I think if you can hold him to less than that, yeah. Pretty... Look at what we fucking just had Geno Smith do to us. That's, that's what right, I'm saying. So it's got to be the second half defense. Got to be the second half defense. I think they I think they host Sertan on one of his PI calls too. That was a yeah. that was a, one of them was a bad call, and then the other one was just DK being a fucking man. He yeah. he caught it up here, and how much longer his torso is, Sertan couldn't even like grab his elbow. It looked like a little kid was like trying to play 500 against his dad. This isn't fair. Come on. Yeah, that uh, calf is a man's man. That's not even a cap. <laughs> it's just a little bit different. There's a slight difference between him and most other people. Uh, so far, we're 
100% in lockstep. Chiefs, Bengals, Broncos. I I would like to take through the Texans, but hey, I told you this year I'm coming for the actual win. I'm not trying. Content be damned. I'm winning this thing. Or trying to. Try, we'll just see. trying to. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> oldest rivalry in the NF, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL's history is Sunday night football. Uh, the Bears, 1-0, currently tied for first place in the AFC, NFC North. And the Packers hosting the Bears, 0-1, two years in a row now that they've gotten their asses kicked in the week one game. This year, it's also against the divisional opponent, so you get to throw that in there also. Um, <clears throat> I also, so I said, can you spell bounce back for the, the Cincinnati game? I'm going to say, can you spell bounce back for Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers still owns you. Aaron Rodgers has not given the key to your city back. He's he's just here's the thing. He's owned he owns Chicago and he doesn't even like it. He just owns it so that you know that he owns it. It's just a it's just a spite owning thing. It's a spite spite thing. Am I gonna do it, Jimmy? Am, am, am I am I gonna do what you think I'm gonna do? You're picking the Packers, I'm, right? I'm, I'm thinking about it. What I saw from this Packers team was fucking eye opening. You cannot tell me that was not the biggest. Oh my God, what is this team? Christian Watson, literally 80 yard bomb in his hands, drops it, and that's the set of tough of the game. Where, Jimmy, the fucking leading receiver for this, this Packers team was Randall Cobb. Yeah, he's still in the league. <laughs> There's only one team that gives him a job still. <laughs> he's in the league still. So, yeah. I look, look, it's. Aaron Rodgers, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be an idiot. I'm still picking the Packers, but but I is eye opening. Is very eye opening that game against the Vikings. We'll talk about the Vikings here in a minute. But as far as I'm concerned, this Packers defense is fucking um, absurd. Is not is not good. It's not good at all. You lose to Darius Smith. He fucking whoops your ass on the Vikings. You you Jerry Alexander is, is talking all the shit about getting paid, getting paid, and then he puts up that performance against Justin Jefferson. I mean, this Packers team. Kevin O'Connell outcoached the Packers too because there's a couple times Preston Smith was covering Justin Jefferson. Like, like I, I mean, I think Kevin O'Connell. I'll talk about Kevin O'Connell. I want to save it for the, the game we talk about him. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I'm just. If this division wasn't as bad as it is, and if it, it's a two-team race as far as I'm concerned, and I'm, and honestly, I took a flyer on the Vikings to win the division. I did, I did, because at some point. And Rodgers can only do so with do so much of the way. Yes, yes, he'll have to come back comeback game. They'll beat the Bears. What's the cover? Like fucking six and a half. I'm taking uh, ten. Ten and a half. Okay, yeah. No, still not ten and a half. Just ten. Still taking that. A half is still taking that because Aaron Rodgers is a bad man and he's still going to make the Chicago Bears a stepchild. That's just what's going to happen. It's just what's going to happen. But still, I have a lot of question marks about the Spit Packers team. And yes, you can say they did this last year, which they did. They did do it last year. They lost to who was it week one? They they got fucking boat race week one. I remember on Monday Night Football. I forgot who it was, but they got boat race on Monday Night Football week one. We're all like, oh, fuck, this team is not much. I remember watching that and being like, this team is not it. And then they come back and do it. So maybe it's just. It was New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans came in and smacked them. 38 to 3. Exactly. That's what happened week one last year. So, like I said, maybe it's a sign of things to come. Maybe the Packers just need to get one under the belt and get the, the juices flowing. But as far as I'm concerned, it's a bad week to be a Bear fan because Bears know better than anyone what a pissed off Aaron Rodgers does to you. 
Aaron Rodgers needed to schedule an impromptu ayahuasca session, and he's going to open up his third eye, and Chicago is just going to get reamed for it. And and I'm here for it. We're four out of four so far. We have the same picks. Hopefully Monday Night Football changes things. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the boys before you have the chance to. I'm taking the Titans in their Monday Night Football matchup. After losing to the Giants. Here's the thing. The Giants looked – the Giants had a fully healthy Saquon who's had well, two the Giants years of rest. The Giants the team to be in the East? They honestly could be. They could be. That's not even Saquon a joke. Look good. I don't think it's the Commanders, even though they got maybe, the win. Maybe the Eagles, but I still. The 30, the 30 points given up in the fourth quarter makes me worry. One of these teams has to win the division. No, nah, they can't all, they can't all tie. Yeah. Unless you unless you talk to the Raiders and Chargers last year, they can't all tie to make it make it into the playoffs. That's gonna um, fuck Jimmy. I, I I I'm sorry to jump around here. That's gonna fuck the Broncos. Watch, there, there's gonna be a tie that we need. Weeks. We're already talking about the Broncos being in the hunt instead of winning the division. Weeks. I never said they win the division. No, I know, I know, I know. You I was not one of those people said that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Week 17 wild card. We may be hoping for a tie. Your <laughs> your your fellow Broncos fans are are not happy with what you just said. There, they're they're not oh, not agreeing with you. Uh, the Monday Night Football games are going to be at the same time for whatever reason or close to the same time. By 15 on ESPN, the Joe Buck Troy Aikman game will be Tennessee going to Buffalo, and oh, I'm taking the, Tro- taking Troy the boys. Aikman games Minnesota Philly because they're on ABC. Steve Levy uh, is, is Tennessee and Buffalo. That's 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 uh, the unfortunate thing. That's what they did. Yeah, that's that's why they did. Stupid. It. I know. I look. Stupid. I I'm glad you're picking the boys. And you have faith in them. But my God, did you see Derrick Henry the way he got lit up? I didn't know he could move like that. The unmovable object got got fucking railed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Derrick Henry getting hit. Because I did not think that man could get moved like that, but he did. And good for the Giants. Maybe they're maybe they're all that. Maybe Dable is all that. But I, like I said, this Titans team, they're one dimensional. I I don't care what Chandler Burks is. They are not good at passing the ball. Ryan Tannehill can get you some passes down the field to some no names, but Derrick Henry is going to be literally run this football team. And as far as I'm concerned, if I'm taking the team that fucking put up 31 piece on the ranked Super Bowl champions, or the team that just lost to a team that was drafting in the top five, um, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills and by a long shot. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not even like 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 in Buffalo too. I hope Tennessee's good. Mm-hmm. I like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I like Derrick Henry. I like the boys. I like all of them. Mm-hmm. It's not Buffalo. <laughs> You are not the Bills. I, I don't care how much how long I sound like a broken record. Every fucking week I will sit on this podcast and I will fucking bark about how good Von Miller and Josh Allen are and how good Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are because that's how good this team is. And as far as I'm concerned, I, there isn't a soul on the Tennessee Titans defense that can keep up with any of these receivers. The only way they win this football game is if Josh Allen turns the ball over and Derrick Henry, they literally have a – a forty to the twenty um, time of possession against them. You remember the Tennessee Titans last year were the number one seed in the AFC, having played the most active players on their NFL roster. Right, that wasn't I, just I, me; I, I that didn't exist that. just in just in my own head. So I, I do, I do remember and, that. I do remember and them having the Titans third. had a shitty loss week one against the Broncos last year on Monday Night Football. That's true. No, 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 no. we did not play them week one. 
we we did not play them week one. We played someone else week one. It was, but but we 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 they, they okay. They if won. it wasn't last year, it would have been the year before. But it's no the the, the game. It was two years, three years ago was when Tannehill took over for Marcus Mariota was the bad loss, and that's when they went to the AFC Championship. We it was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty. Yeah, it was during the COVID year when they yeah, switched so, um, switched but, out of Tannehill. But it's that was still. That was that's a bad, one, bad performance in week one against a bad team still, that you should have beaten. Still, I, I still, like I said, I either way, Titans, I, I think they can recover. I still think that it's still between them and the Colts to win this division. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and but I, nobody's got more pride than an NFL player who thinks who thinks that they played underneath their level. And I think that this Vrabel of all coaches is going to be able to get this team moving in the right direction. So trust me, it was bad. I'm not saying that it wasn't bad. I'm saying that the professional pl- football players for the Tennessee Titans are going to take the shitty loss that they had and they're going to put it into the work. Because, you know, here's, oh, here's, here's one of the reasons why I think that the Giants game went the way that it did. They knew they had Buffalo coming up week two. Yeah, so are you going to put anything on film? Against the team that you know you could possibly be seeing deep into the playoffs, which or is to a get weird in. way to do things in, in the NFL. But I get it, I get it. But there's 17 games now, and there's seven playoff spots, so you have a little bit of leeway. It's not quite as much as as it as it was, but it, you as you know. I'll it, say is this: I remember, I remember this game last year during the regular season was another Monday night game. I remember being an absolute shootout. Buffalo, I'm pretty sure, went into went into Tennessee and won that game. I remember the game being absolutely bonkers. I'm hoping for that again because I think it's two incredible offenses that go against one, uh, one another. That 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 is, like I said, Derrick Henry and Josh Allen are two of my favorite people to watch, and I and I think it's going to be an absolute show. I still think Buffalo is not losing at home, <laughs> and, and 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 I think the, the, those those people are going to be fucking losing their mind for the first home game of the season. So for that reason, I have to go Buffalo. It was thirty four thirty one last season, and it was a Monday Night Football game. So you're you're that correct in that thirty four thirty one. Yeah, it, it was, was drunk last year. It was so much fun to watch. We were trying to record during it. I think we that was the game that we stopped in the middle of. We're like I. We're distracted. We, we have to finish Monday Night Football, and we'll be back here. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> that is the first Monday Night game. We're split. First split, I'm taking the Titans. You're taking the Bills. Then the Vikings going to Philly to play the Eagles. Fly, birds, fly. Um, Philadelphia is favored by one and a half. I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts does well for our – Jalen Hurts, like I said, he, I, I told you, he's the fucking sleeper in fantasy football this year. I, he I, did I, well. I, it would have been nice if he threw a touchdown, but you – know. <laughs> Yeah, you can take what you got. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, beggars can't take, be choosers. You take what you got for sure. Um, I want to see where you're at because I I can go both ways here, but I kind of want to pick the opposite of you. But I'm leaning one way, but I want to see where you're at. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to cover Jeff, Justin Jefferson. So I, uh, I, I, I want I'm, I want I'm the to exact pick, same way. I want, I want to, to pick, pick the Vikings. You. Well, I want to pick, pick the I, I am picking the Vikings too because I think so, the Vikings are really, really good. I think O'Connell, like I said, O'Connell is the higher of the year, in yeah. my opinion. The, the Rams so missed him so so far. Obviously, it's week one and overreaction fucking Wednesday for you guys listening to this. But uh, I think he was the higher of the year, and what he was how how he was able to get Justin Jefferson open with Thielen. This, like I said, I don't care if Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins doesn't need to be fucking uh, Patrick Mahomes. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl last year. 
Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, look, we want to give Kirk Cousins all the shit in the world for being a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins at one point were about even. Like, like I saw, It's I, just I, because Kirk Cousins is Ned Flanders incarnate. I, I know. It's, it's, it's like I think that Kirk Cousins could be really, really good or just really, really bad. You could get you like that. Or you could get, or you could you could get just not showing the up guy who grills his steaks on tinfoil. That's who you can get. Like you could get one of those two guys, and, and but as far as I'm concerned, I know what I'm going to get from this offense. O'Connell is making life as easy as possible. You know who didn't do anything last week? Calvin Cook. Yeah. You know who fucking ran the ball all over the Philadelphia defense last week? DeAndre Swift. You don't think they're going to let Dalvin Cook loose this week? I think they are. Like yeah. I said, this this Vikings team, I think O'Connell's got those boys buzzing. I really do. Their defense, like I said, gigs of Darius Smith from, from, from Green Bay. It's a great pickup because you have a great edge rusher now that's going to attack the quarterback playoff to play, and you have some good downhill guys in the middle. I, I, I – I'm I'm maybe blowing the smoke, but I think Minnesota is a good damn football team, and I'm high on Philadelphia too. I am. I, I'm pissed at them they didn't cover for me, and they didn't cover for Bula, but I'm high on both teams. I I think both teams are are better than they were last year as well. Um, it's funny because Kevin O'Connell was in Los Angeles. Remember that game we did for Colorcast? I think it was our first one where Los Angeles played Green Bay. And we were talking about the motion, that same motion where Preston Smith ended up being the one to cover Justin Jefferson was what Green Bay did with Devontae Adams. They motioned and then motioned and got like the matchup that they needed. And it was just a quick out. And when you get a quick out to a guy like Justin Jefferson, he can take it to the house. And just like Jamar Chase, they're both. It's a new breed of receiver where they prefer to run with the ball and they prefer the yards. That's great. It's, it's It's awesome to watch. Uh, we're, and, and I'm early, not going to go early, against you here. Super early candidate for, for Offensive Player of the Year. I know way too early. It was not just Jefferson. Jamar Chase, yeah. <laughs> Jamar Chase. Uh, if you lose to Pittsburgh every week, you, know, you do the games like that, and, and, and Minnesota does that every week. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I it's know, Jamar Chase. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, uh, what's Bulla? Does Bulla have a lock for us, or is oh, he sleeping? Bulla, I told you the Bulla may not like your pick this week. Or you may love the pick. <sighs> he, he told me this week that that you know he maybe he, he he remembers when you put that Joe Burrow jersey on him. He remembers when you put that cigar on him, that little the little the little pipe he put that, that looked like a penis yeah. to his face looked like a penis. He remembers the shades you put on him. He's like, he wants a little more of it. He's taking the, the Bengals minus six and a half because Cooper Rush is going to get cooked. Like, and Bull told me, he's like, you know what? Nico, take this line right now. Don't wait till Sunday. Do not wait till Sunday. If you're listening to this, Bula's telling you, demanding you to take the six and a half or seven right now because Bula knows what's best, and he got fucked last week. And no one, no one's, no one gets. You know what happens when you fuck with the Bula? Bula comes back and whoops your ass. Ask Caleb Presley. 
Ask Caleb he's, Presley what happened. He's, he's coming back this week with Bengals minus six and a half. He's riding your boys because he, he's not with he's not with the cowgirls. He's riding with the boys down in the down in the fucking the boys from the Bayou, the, the boys from Louisiana and Jamar yeah. Chase and, and, and Jolie B. And he's fucking rolling with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I respect the decision. And I will also be riding with the Bula like I did last week. Everybody should be sure to ride with the bull. I'll be posting that. I'll make the video. This will be clipped and posted everywhere. So follow at FUOTB pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all of that stuff. So you crossed, uh, you crossed, you crossed the bull at Philadelphia. It's going to be a bad season for you. You cross the bull bad things happen. That's all yeah. I'll say. You cross them some... once, shame on you. You cross them twice, they won't happen again. <clears throat> Hopefully you all were paying attention and, and you're going to get that, get those votes in. Uh, get that movement in before we uh, get to the end and, and do start bench cut. I'm going to do start bench cut of uh, people. I'll say people that maybe need to prove it. You're going to give me the the one that proved it the most, um, but we'll get to that here in a second. We do have, we're going to preview the fantasy matchup that we have coming up in the, uh, the King of the Bench Fantasy League week two. We are playing DKM Mac. So another one of the another, another this one isn't a fa- family member of mine. So it's not one of my cousins, luckily enough. Like I, I can't believe maybe we lost I'm to my cousin. Enough, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm uh, <laughs> so Jalen Hurts is going up against Minnesota. Obviously, do you want to maybe flip that with Burrow? Burrow's playing the Cowboys. Who's who's their quarterback? The cow the, the other team. their quarterback Tua. I yeah, I'll play Burrow. I yeah. would. Oh. And he doesn't have a backup, it looks like. So it's two uh, or nothing. I would against the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Bucks defense offense wasn't as good as we thought because they didn't throw the ball very well. They ran the ball really well. But they didn't throw mm-hmm. the ball very well against this defense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick, but I would stick with Hurts because of what Hurts did for me last week and what Burrow That's did fine. last week. Yeah. That's fine. I think that it's it's warranted. I will say we should probably figure out. Do you think Cam Akers is going to play at all? No. So should I think that Samaj P. Ryan? He's going to get looking on the waiver wire. Uh, If you're if you're listening to the show and during our league, I'm telling I'm giving Jimmy all the secrets. I will look at the waiver wire for another running back. I or I will look at the trade market for another one because I I told you. Running backs gonna fuck us because if Cam Akers or Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is gonna be Jonathan Taylor, if Cam Akers isn't who he is, starting Samaj P. Ryan. Look, I, it's it's risky starting Tyler Board already because of Jamar Chase. You start the backup running back for a team that has as many weapons as as the Bengals do. I get it. Maybe he'll give you five points. That's not what I want from my RB two. That's a, that's a fringe flex guy. I, I was gonna say we could put him in the flex because our flex didn't do shit and. I'm not putting I'm not starting Tyler Boyd at a wide receiver. I would start Tyler Boyd at a flex because we need to get something out of our flex. That's the yeah, one thing I, I would, I would say we leave need to get Cam Akers for the time being and give him I'll figure out if there's somebody that I can pick up, but we do have uh I mean, there's there's other options that I would rather play to at least have some chance to get some points. That's what I'm thinking. The more zeros that we have, the worse worse off I feel. Uh Keenan Allen might have to do something there depending on what his status is gonna be. Not, yeah. yeah. Um so maybe maybe Traylon Burks does, you know. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of. I'm probably going to be on the waiver wire for a little bit of time this yeah, week. Corlin Sutton didn't impress me, as like I said. 
I know I I I know you won't like this, Jimmy. He did Justin. He did just no, no, fine. No, 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 no. Hear me out. I know you won't like this, Jimmy, but I would go find the team that has Dak Prescott and see if they want Joey B or Jalen Hurts. If they don't have a good backup quarterback, if they don't have a guy that can come in right away, I'd go find the team that has Dak Prescott and see what they got and and see if we can make a deal. If I'm being honest with you, it's I know my you cousin. Want, I, I I I I would I would look at that and be like, you know, he already look, has Fields as his backup though. Yeah, but Fields didn't do shit. Yes, but this is the guy who drafted Buffalo's defense number one in the first round. Exactly. You may get a good deal. Or I may get the worst deal. <laughs> worst deal. You never know. So He also had Jerry Judy, and it, it pains me so much the fact that Jerry Judy was the reason we lost in fantasy football. Even with the drops. Even with the drops. He looked good. He did look good. So maybe Russ is the, the answer for him being back. So yeah. I'm hoping for it. I'm just hoping Indy's, Indy's defense has to be way better. Uh, first, we first have to get some points out of the flex. First yeah. touchdown for Jerry Judy since fucking week six, two years ago, by the way. When there was no it would have been nice for Cortland to get one. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> Russell didn't even look. He had single coverage inside the five he, he, most he, of those he, times. He had over six, he had six yards receiving. It wasn't like – Yeah, but it open, just – He threw a lot to Andrew Beck. Andrew Beck, Beck I love this Andrew Beck. <laughs> He's your red zone threat. You should be throwing a fade at least if you get a first and goal opportunity. There should be a fade thrown to Cortland Sutton one out of the three times. I don't. I'm not this screen. I'm not this screen. Booth Booth actually it, it, the only Steeler that I've ever drafted in fantasy football in my life. Brian Booth had I think eight points or he's somewhere good, close to that. Be a fringe flex guy. Yeah. If you yeah, really because if Keenan Allen's injured and we can't pick up anyone off the waiver wire, you start Boyd a receiver. And we could have had Fant and Fryermuth in the in the lineup at the same time. I know Fant didn't really do a whole lot, but like I said, Devontae Smith was a zero for zero out of zero out of zero. So we have some room to move yeah. in the flex. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little bit of a preview. Again, if you're DKM Mac, um, you're going down. I'm telling you right now, there I'm is no beating. Last place punch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was. So there's a couple of the suggestions that I heard. You have to score the equivalent of Will Chamberlain, not Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career point total, and you can't do layups. So you have to stay in the gym. You can't leave the gym until you pass like thirty-eight thousand points. Oh, not feasible. That's, not feasible. That's miserable. I, they were I've saying never maybe heard you that said one. It at like, well. You can do some leagues do like second place punishment and last place punishment. So second place punishment has to play like a round of bowling or two rounds of bowling and whatever points they get, get taken off of the point total that you have to score in basketball before you can leave the gym. There's a lot of stuff like they weren't going to do the 38,000 points would have ended up being like four days that you would have to be in the gym. If you shot at 50%, if you're fucking Steph Curry, you're still sitting there for a long ass time. So they were coming up with like maybe, Maybe a thousand, two thousand points when you can't shoot free throws or not free throws, you can't shoot layups. That might be you're gonna be in the gym for like six hours, but it's not it's a full day oh. commitment, but it's not quite a full day commitment. Quite as bad, yeah. We'll get to the we'll have a loser punishment next year, probably not this season. Um <clears throat> the winner, obviously, the the playoff matchups will get the shirts, the king of fantasy fan, king of the bench fantasy shirts that we'll make and will be available to you in the variety sports network merch store. Uh, let's get the start bench cut and then I need to get to bed so that 
I can go get yelled at by 12 year olds tomorrow and have a whole bunch of fun. Okay, ready, break. Here we go. Uh, before we get into uh, start bench cut in the clutch sports, in the clutch sports.com, get 10% off your whole order when you use code variety sports. That's all one word variety sports. <clears throat> it's not going to be fantasy related, but I do think uh, this was a conversation that we brought up last night. I'm going to give you some teams that I think are in a little bit of a prove it phase or prove to me that you are, are going to be who you should be. You are that team that we thought you were, and you're going to give me the start bench cut of the team that you don't think is, has as much pressure on them. The team that you do think needs to win, needs to win now would be your start. And then the team that you're not really sure where they're at, um, that'll be your bench. So the team that doesn't have the pressure, team that has the most pressure and the team that's kind of in the middle so the teams that i'm going to put out there uh the 49ers are one of them i'm gonna say the 49ers taking on the seahawks at home um seahawks are the only team to win in the nfc west by the way uh let's say the dolphins going to baltimore that's interesting okay and the last one that I have here, Buccaneers going to New Orleans to play the Saints because Tom Brady still hasn't beaten New Orleans in the regular season. So a team that I don't that's that I'm not sweating over that I'm starting is Tampa Bay. I'm not even questioning that. I, I still think like I said, the running game is so so much better than than I thought it would be. Lenny Fournette played incredible and man, Julio Jones like God. <laughs> I mean, Julio Jones back, that's dangerous for anybody. And and look, Giselle said good luck, Tom, good luck, Buck. So maybe maybe Tom Brady but he, back. She added <laughs> him. It was I like know. I know, maybe, maybe it was a maybe it was just a sign of good passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. Either way, I, I they don't have to prove anything to me because they won a Super Bowl a year ago. Not to prove anything to me at all. A team that I am um, cool to see on, I would pick the I'm, I'm pick the Dolphins. That's that's gonna be a surprise here. I'm pick the Dolphins that that, that I'm gonna bench because I think the Dolphins. I put Daniel did some things to the Dolphins. I don't know if you watched that game. Jalen Waddle and Terry Kill got more space than they have ever seen in their lives. I'm talking about even Jalen Waddle, Alabama. Like he, yeah. they, 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 and did the you see two his throw? I know it was terrible. First throw of the year, great, <laughs> fucking hilarious, right? But he doesn't have to do much, right? He, he, yeah. he McDaniel's is scheming the system where. It's the 49er system of Judge, Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't have to win his football games. Just get the ball to them, right? And maybe Tua won't be able to. He's not asking much for them. He's just saying get the ball to them. So for that reason, I'm going to Dolphins because I think Waddle, like I said, Waddle's, I'm big on Waddle. I think he'll be great for them. I think Tyreek Hill addition is be massive for, for him. And like I said, I think the Dolphins can squeeze in possibly a playoff team this year. I, I believe it. I think they're the second-best team in this division, outside of Buffalo, obviously. And I know maybe New England is a fraud, which I think they are. I think they're absolutely terrible this year. It's wonderful. We can all rejoice in that. But I do think this Dolphins team is pretty good. And then for the 49ers, it has proven it to me. Like that's who I'm cutting. You have to prove it to me. Because like I said, you you invested three first round picks in getting Trey Lance. You what you what the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson is what you gave up for Trey Lance. I know what I'm getting out of Russell Wilson. Yes, today was fucking – Monday was terrible. It was terrible for your Broncos fans. But if you're a 49ers fan and you saw what Trey Lance did to a Bears team that was predicted to be a top three pick next year, I, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking big, big, big-ass mistake. I know Russell Wilson gets together, but if, if I'm Trey Lance, Trey, Jimmy Garoppolo is still breathing down his neck. George Kittle has not played a full season in three years. Nick Bosa 
take one look at the rain outside. I said, nah, I don't want to go warm up today. And, and it was like, I'm, I'm okay. I'll pass on that. This team outside of Juicy Juice, because I love me some Juicy Juice, is, is kind of mentally weak. I hate saying it, but look, they are a damn good team when they're fully healthy. But they are physically weak and mentally weak. And I think they're, they're the team that needs to prove it the most. Because as far as I'm aware, this division is as wide open as it can be, right? I mean, Rams. I would say the division's not as good as we thought it was. Yeah, not as good as the Rams look bad. Cardinals look bad. Seahawks. I don't know if I'm gonna get Geno Smith like that every week, but but man, I don't know. We don't. Maybe the Seahawks are the best team in this division. Who knows? 49ers should be the best team on paper, but no, they're not. So for that reason, I'm the biggest 49ers. You have proven to me. I said you have to stay healthy. You have to prove it to me. You have to have Debo be Debo. When you use Debo to your advantage, you were up 10-0. You were up 10-0 on the Bears. And then when you went away from him, trying to make Trey Lance make plays with his legs, that's where it just ended it all for you. So I, I, think, I think I'm higher on the Dolphins this year than I am the 49ers. It's hot. I know it's real hot. But I just think the 49ers need to prove it to me more. Yeah, I think you know where I stand on the Dolphins. I think Tua is going to be the one that hold, holds that team back no matter how good of a scheme McDaniel can come up with. It's, that left arm is – it ain't what it was when it oh, was in that's college. Tough. That's tough. <laughs> Doesn't have the magic that it once had. Uh, I think that's fair. Your your assessment of the other teams, it could be either or, but the 49ers, they had the Super Bowl aspirations. They have the guy in Kyle Shanahan, uh, who's been there before, the both as a coach. Yeah, Mitchell, I mean Fred Warner, yeah. Bosa. It's it's set up on Trent both Williams. sides. This I mean, we could go to the number one level, offensive which... lineman in football. Yeah, Trent Williams. You have all of those pieces. So uh, this one is already way, way too long. So let's go ahead and, and, and we'll let everybody, we'll wrap up and, and send everybody home. Follow podcast at FEOTV pod, wherever you're listening right now, be sure to follow, leave a five-star rating and a review. If you're listening just on our feed, go check out the Variety Sports Network feed. You get all of the other shows, plus Talking the Gridiron now, the live NFL show that'll be out Tuesdays and Sundays. Uh, that'll all be automatically downloaded to your phone. And uh, if you subscribe to their YouTube channel, you can watch that every Sunday and Tuesday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can check out the betting videos, the pick'em videos, Bullas, uh, Lock of the Week. Plus, we are also going to uh, be we're releasing the Top of the Mountain video podcast on the YouTube channel as well. So that's been getting a lot of traffic. We appreciate everybody checking that out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully your week, your team does better in week two. Hopefully our teams do better in week two. For our mental state, I mean yeah. – this this past week was bad. If we if we go zero two this week, Jimmy, oh boy, this is already oh football boy. therapy. We might need to bring in an actual professional for football therapy therapist next week. next week. If we if we if I lose the Texans and you lose to the Cowboys with Cooper Rush, I think it may be a panic button time. Let's say this: if we both if we end up zero two on this show, we're wearing cowboy hats on the week on the podcast next week. I will fucking dress up in a tutu. If we both go one two, I don't care. I um, guess okay. I, I, have it on record. If we both go one two. That's the key thing. We both lose yeah. this week. Well, I will wear two two on the show, and I will stand up and do the whole show. That's what I'll do. All right. Uh, I think that's a, the be, a best way to end it. Uh, this has been Far End of the Bench, episode one hundred eight for myself. Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to follow, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and we will see you all next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.